<coughs> you ready? <clears throat> Almost. Almost. God damn it. Tuesday, Monday. Huh? Monday. I will, I will drink soda again. Why Monday? Well, I'm going to save it for New Year's Day, but it's New Year's Eve. Mix <laughs> a little Jack and Coke. Oh, by the way, we went to, <laughs> we went to Cinemark and we had a frozen Coke and Jack. God damn, I saw that at the theater. You know, I do things long before things become cool. Yeah. And for like six or seven years, I would tell my family, hey, you know what you should try? Go to Burger King, get you a Jack Daniel, uh, get you a, a frozen Coke icy, yeah. then go home. Pour it out in a glass, put add a couple shots of Jack in there, mix it up. It's going to go down really good. So you're taking credit for I used Cinemarks. to call it the Jack Frost. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, because I write poetry, and I used to drink that when I was getting writer's block. And now, all of a sudden, Cinemark everywhere is serving mixed-up Jack and Coke ices. God damn. Jack I mean, Frost. That's, that's, that's not too bad, man. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. Poet, and I didn't even know it. It's okay. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. I didn't know that you can add in. They, they asked her when she... When she bought it, that um, did you do you want like vanilla or cherry? Oh, like the Coke flavor? That's nice. I, I guess I don't know if it was this this extract they're just putting it in there, mm-hmm. or if it was like vanilla Coke. Whatever. She put cherry in there. I don't like cherry Coke that much. Freak. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It just tastes like I get the. It tastes like the whole thing just tasted like cough syrup. Well, yeah, most ices do. Well, the, not the ices, the cherry, like the oh, cherry, yeah. the cherry, the cherry Coke. Yeah. I always get that sense when I'm drinking cherry Coke. It's like I feel like I'm drinking medicine. Nah, it's kind of medicine. It makes but it feel better. But other than that, uh, I approve. Well, congratulations. It was expensive. I bet it was. It's like eight bucks, and it's like yeah, that big. The one I made at home was only two fifty. Oh yeah. <laughs> Burger King has them on sale, right? Yeah. Two dollar. No, the the Burger King was a dollar, but the caveat is you have to have your own jack. So if I had like yeah. sold it by portions, probably about two dollars for the whole thing. Yeah. Man, are you ready or are you ready? Everyone, welcome to another episode. No, welcome to the 100th episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I three. I am your host Travis, and I'm Chris. And thank you for everyone for tuning into this episode and giving us a listen. And uh, it's the new year. I hope uh, everybody had a merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy new year, and Kwanzaa. so on and so forth. Um, so I'm still drunk. I'm sure you are. Whew. Thank you for making it to this wonderful occasion. <laughs> um, yeah, 100 episodes. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? I did. Oh, pop culture never well, goes away. That's, that's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tend to be the guy that doesn't want to let things go. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> For a show about nostalgia, this has become nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, besides you and Abel, I don't talk to anybody else, so that's why I have to keep the podcast going. Otherwise, I'll just be alone all the time. Yeah, well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this show has uh, it's changed um, over the course. Oh, my God. Uh, we started off... How did we start off? It wasn't even Pop Cold Free Wine. No. It was... what We're, we're, at, we're on another show. So, we used... 
you used yes. to do this wrestling show with me called yeah. Houston Wrestling Radio. Yeah. And Which is still a thing. You can do yeah. search and find Houston Wrestling Radio. Yeah, if you're a glutton for punishment, says the co-host. Um, and we would... You usually bake icebreakers when the pod, when when the podcast first started. Like we when the episode starts, see how we're doing, how was your weekend, yada yada yada, and then like the first twenty minutes, we wound up talking about something that stuff that had nothing to do with wrestling. Right. So yeah. we started. So I, I think I was the one that said, you know what, we should take the Marvel route, and we'll do all the not wrestling stuff afterwards when people think the show is over. The B roll. The B roll. They'll yeah. keep listening. And then it got to, I remember one specifically about how our weekends were, and I think um, the second Thor movie came out, mm. and we had all seen it somehow. Yeah. And we just went off for about 20, 25 minutes talking about Thor. Then there was another episode where we ended up talking about, um, like, our 90s cartoons. That might have been a small little thing. We actually turned that into an episode yeah. later on. But, that, yeah, so, like, every so often, yeah, it was like you're saying, look, post-credit scenes, B-roll, yeah. things like that. We wouldn't promote it. We wouldn't tell anybody about mm-hmm. it. So only the... Uh, every two- now and then, I would, if I would share it on my personal Facebook page, I'd yeah. say, wait till the end. Yeah. <laughs> you might like it. But, anyway, that kind of uh, uh, festered and grew into one day where we're like, well, let's just do our own thing. Let's, yeah. let's just do pop culture stuff, movies and stuff. Um, no, the idea was let's do. I got an idea. Let's do pop goes the culture, and I like that idea. And they, yeah, apparently we were the only ones because that motherfucker was taken. Yeah, and no, <laughs> what, what, the funny thing is, we did a search for pop go pop goes the culture. We thought everywhere, and we to the point where the pilot episode it's even called pop goes the culture. Yeah, and then like after we posted that first episode. We, one of us found it on another platform, so someone had already mm-hmm. was using it. We just didn't see it. Yeah. So, from that, yeah, from the ashes of that, became, I'm pretty sure Pop Culture Rewinds existed for like 12 years already in some other platform. The closest that would have known thing, I, no, the closest thing I found was on YouTube. Uh, there was one of those like um, Access Hollywoods or Entertainment Center, whatever. They had like a sub. Uh, Subcategory thing. It was just called Pop Culture Rewind. It was like older interviews that they had done from celebrities and stuff. Mm. But that's all it was. It wasn't like uh, it was never like a podcast or anything like that. So, yeah, that's where you got the idea from, huh? No, I found that after it. No, because that's um, that was uh, after we started introducing the YouTube stuff. Yeah, and then I would just I would search be searching more on on YouTube just to see if maybe there was something else that I didn't see, and that's mm-hmm. when I found that. But yeah, I think if you type if you if you YouTube search Pop Culture Rewind, you'll get our channel first, and then you'll see some other random like Pop Culture Pop Culture Rewinds. But it's like older like interviews and things like that. Yeah. It's not like actual podcast. Our first episode is still one of my favorites, where we like went through the history <coughs> of video games. Was that the our one? personal collections, our personal memories of video games? Oh from the yeah, very yeah, beginning, yeah, 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 yeah. Up to like. Candy Crush and Angry Birds on our phone that everybody's a gamer they just don't know it. I think the episode holds up. Yeah. I think it still good. does. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, we had talked about uh, we, we'd gone back to video games uh, about a year later and mm-hmm. brought in our friend Scott. And Abel yeah. we did our top five video game characters. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one too. Yeah. But uh, but we, we would start Fuck Sonic. <laughs> the, uh, especially that movie coming up. So <laughs> So we, we started off the podcast, it was like uh, growing up with fill in the blank, you know, or 90s this, 80s that, and then every so often, once in a blue moon, we do like a current current hits type episode, Yeah. and this is kind of, 
it just kind of shifted over because you can only talk about so much nostalgia for so you know, long. past mm-hmm. topics I mean we still can but uh, sometimes it's fun just to let loose about you know what's going on currently mm-hmm. um, case in point when we started really trying to get into the YouTube stuff we did this the summer series where it was oh, uh, yeah we would just do uh, it was Walking Dead recaps but we would like the first half of that was like just Pop, the current stuff, yeah, different news. different stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Walking Dead didn't go so well, but the other yeah. stuff on that was was pretty good. And I actually thought about going back to the YouTube route, but it's it's been so long now, yeah. <laughs> and we've just gotten older and uglier. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, here we are, 100 episodes, and uh, on this particular one, I was thinking. And well, if you listened to our last episode, we were kind of tossing around ideas about the 100th, 100th episode. Um, this one was going to be the year in review mm-hmm. episode. Um, However, a bag full of movies released on, on in, in December. <laughs> yeah. So mainly... We'll be talking three movies today. Three movies. Bumblebee, Spider-Man, Aquaman. And the reason I wanted to do an episode on those three movies, as opposed to just waiting until the year in, is because... I want to actually spend time on them instead of just like lumping them up into like a year end thing where we're not going to really spend too much time on individual movies yeah. on the on the year end thing. So because I I thoroughly 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 enjoyed all three of these movies. Um, you asked me off air which one I like the most. I kind of like them all. The I like them all, but for different reasons. So I can't really. I mean, I'm sure I can. If I had a you know put a gun in my head, uh, yeah, I can yeah. pick a favorite. And we'll, I guess we'll try to cover that at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we had uh, Aquaman, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and Bumblebee. Which order did you see these movies in? Um, and tell them how. That order, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah? That, no, wait, hold on. No, Spider-Man, Aquaman, then Bumblebee. In a span of how long? Three days. God damn! <laughs> well, I can't. I can't talk smack because there was a weekend a couple of weeks ago where I saw Once Upon a Deadpool on Friday, Into the Spider Verse on Saturday, and then The Mule on Sunday. Three days in a row. So I even and that was this month too. So I pulled that same schedule. We're probably not going to talk about it again. So is there anything you want to say about uh, the Deadpool, the the PG thirteen version of Deadpool? <sighs> is that it? <laughs> the Fred Savage stuff was extremely funny. Yeah. But that's about 12 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. After having the canon of the second movie already in my head, what they cut out from the... They cut out the whole in opening montage of where Deadpool's in Japan mm-hmm. fighting the, the, the Yakuza where he's the stripper with the wig and everything. Yeah, yeah. All that hilarious stuff in the beginning. They cut the whole thing out. Knowing what you what you're missing, I would prefer not to have Deadpool in a PG thirteen universe, even if that means Disney's not going to yeah. make any Reddit on movies because it's it's not the same. It's well, not. are you, okay? So I you know I heard they, they took out all the cable and the the boy stuff like uh, the boy's trying to save. Right, that's all in there. The Australian kid. Oh, all that's on there. They just cut cable, a lot. Cables of, in there too. Oh yeah, oh, cables okay, in there right. too. Um, well, there were some plot points that were gone, right? Yeah. Um, like X Force is X Force still there? X Force is still there, because yeah. um, I don't imagine they had to cut out quite a bit of stuff in the movie. They cut out a lot of the profanity. They couldn't. They cut out all the f bombs. Uh, I think a couple of words were redubbed. 
like a couple of lines so that you but jokingly in a funny way type, yeah. type way but the stuff that I liked I really liked one thing that I kind of was hoping they would do which they wound up doing was Deadpool had the button yeah when he was talking with Fred Savage so he would bleep the button all the time and then it got <clears> to a point <throat> where um so everybody that's seen Deadpool 2 already because it's been already half a year there's no spoiler alert for this um Matt Damon when he gets electrocuted in the power lines and you Brad see Pitt. that it's Brad Pitt yeah. when it's Brad Pitt and you see him electrocuted and then they go back to the scene in the bedroom and Fred Savage goes you got Brad Pitt? I was like yeah we got Brad Pitt I was like oh my god I'm such a big fan I've always wanted to and he's like you, you, we almost had him in a fight scene he's like really? I would like to I would like to fight Brad Pitt but Deadpool but Ryan Reynolds would always bleep fight so whenever he was talking <laughs> it would sound like he wanted to fuck Brad Pitt and I want to go take him I want to go to the store and have people watching this and I want to fuck Brad Pitt in the store and then when we're at the park outside in public when it's cold I want to go out there one on one and just fuck Brad Pitt and all this other shit it's just so fucking hilarious but at the same time, it's just... I think the one-two punch of Logan and the first Deadpool being rated R, telling mm-hmm. the story as um, purely as it could have been told without mm-hmm. any restrictions, and then watching a watered-down Deadpool 2 just didn't... like it, For some reason in my head, it just didn't gel right. Could you not turn off the Switch knowing of what you already knew? You couldn't just watch it as a PG-13 movie? Does it not hold up as a PG-13 movie? Because you already know... I know you know what, yeah. what it was, but could you just... Uh, Act like uh, this is the first time you're seeing the movie, and would it make any sense, or would it make? Is it entertaining? Well, like they even like they even like watered down the post credit scene. So the scene where Ryan Reynolds shoots himself after seeing the Green Lantern movie, oh, yeah. you just see a bullet hole. Like you don't see like everything. You don't see the script covered in blood. You don't see all that well, stuff. Yeah, it's not PG thirteen. I know exactly, but, <laughs> but that's it's yeah. Just I couldn't, I couldn't turn it off. Now if they try it again in a brand new movie, fresh, yeah. That I have no idea what to compare it to. Yeah. Or they don't show him fighting per se. You just have him like in talking scenes where you get the humor come out or anything right. like that. It could be could be good, but I guess for me in that instance, it didn't it didn't help itself that I knew what was missing and what was taken out and and all that. One last thing about this before we move on, because you just mentioned something a little while ago that you you don't want to see PG thirteen Deadpool. You don't want to see if that means. Disney Marvel doesn't do anything with them, so be it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that uh, said a lot online from people saying he doesn't work if it's not rated R and this and that. And I always want to counterpoint that. Go for it. I always want to say, well, I'm going to say, um, <laughs> if if it doesn't, if you can't do it not as rated R, is he really? Does it really work? Because being rated R. And cussing and all this other stuff and having that humor. You can still have the humor, just not rated R. Like, I don't see why you have to be rated R. The rated R for me was more or less the visuals. Yeah. You know, like the visual of Deadpool just stripping with the... He wasn't even a stripper, but he was sliding down a stripper pole with a wig on. Yeah. You know, he does that a lot in the comics, actually. You know, and you can't even show that because it's you're going to be showing in front of 13-year-olds. You're going to have kids having that conversation. 13-year-olds know what a stripper is. Eight, nine-year-olds. Dad, what are they doing on the poles? Like, you know, PG thirteen, they shouldn't be in there. No, so, <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, a lot of it because we've had the comp- a lot of people, me personally, also have had to complain this entire time of the whole Wolverine franchise before Logan. We talked about that on yeah, Logan review. Like, you clawing people to fucking death, and you don't see nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it it made more sense. Like the the humor in Deadpool worked. 
even the PG stuff with Fred Savage really worked. But if you're gonna have, if you're gonna show Deadpool in fight scenes and he has swords and he cuts somebody, you're gonna want to see fucking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like don't have ass that shit, you know? Well, it's just like any action, like any in any yeah. comic book movie. It's not it, not everything has to be rated R. I mean, you can do violence and stuff in PG thirteen movies. It doesn't have to be. You know, gore and f this, f that. All the well, time. we could always turn that around. On you say not everything has to be PG thirteen. This is true too. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's. That but you my... win because we're in your house. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that's that's one of those things where, like, I, I never understood that that validity that uh, hardcore Deadpool fans say it has to be rated R. It has it's to be the, from from my interpretation. Just for people to get it from my perspective, it isn't just. It isn't just the Deadpool thing. Yeah. You know, if I hear, if, if Metallica plays a new song for the first time ever live, and then like six weeks later the demo comes out, and then nine months later the final version on the album comes out, and there's three different versions, and you're like, oh man, I like the first one better, or there's things in the other one right. in the demo I like better, or you know what, this lead in the finals sounds a lot better than the solos in the first two versions. So it, having stuff to compare it to already is where my head kind of like mm-hmm. jumps back and forth on nitpicking stuff like that. That's why I said towards the end, if it's a fresh scene in a new movie that I have nothing to compare it to, I can take it at face value yeah. and then make a judgment from there as opposed to already having some kind of source material. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't, think <laughs> if we, I don't know if we solved anything in this conversation. <laughs> no, nope, but we rarely do. Yeah. We've, 100 episodes. We haven't done a single <laughs> damn thing. We could have stopped ourselves. the 20 if we just agreed on everything, <laughs> goddammit. Okay, well. Be further along in life. That's a nice segue to the rest of this episode. Um, so what do you want to start off with first? I was going to ask you that, man. What, what, what sounds good to you? Man. What's the first word that popped into your head when the credits for Aquaman started rolling? Um, after I got done watching it? I don't know how you would phrase this properly, but uh, I bought in. Okay. I... Bought that shit hook, line, and sinker. No pun intended, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, so we want to dive into... Uh, had, dive I, into... <laughs> God damn it. I just... I leaned back with, like this with my arms folded and then I raised my hand up to my chin and started tugging on my little beard peach fuzz. And I just, with a smile on my face, said, Hmm. Okay. That was and after you, that and was after and you saw... And nodding approvingly. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me let me let me let this get started here. Go for for Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman, directed by James Wan. I've said before, one of my favorite directors currently, right now. Um, if you don't know him, you know from the Saw franchise, Conjuring, Insidious. He did Fury Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, now this the the writer who did the screenplay for this movie, David Johnson. He actually not as well known. Obviously, he did uh, Orphan. He did that sequel to Clash of the Titans, The Wrath of the Titans. Ah, oh, um, he did write uh, Conjuring Two, and he's going to do Conjuring Three when that comes out. And he's also doing the new Nightmare on Elm Street okay. uh, reboot. So, oh, and the Dungeon and Dragons reboot also. So he has that connection with Conjuring uh, mm-hmm. with James Wan. So that that makes sense to me uh, for the reason why he was in there with that. So, um, but this movie had uh, a budget of 160 million dollars opening weekend. Came in at $67 million. Not the best on DCU, but we'll get that here in just a second. Domestically, so far, $154 million 
foreign, $511 million for a total worldwide gross of $668 million, uh, which has already beat out Justice League. And it's on. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Already Are you beat serious? Out, already beat out Justice League. And wow. it's on par with uh, Man of Steel. So. Wow. Tells you uh, what's going on with that. Currently, as far as critics and everything else like that, IMDb has it at 7.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the critics have it at 64%, and the audience score is 81%. I was about to say one of those scores had to be in the 80s. Because yeah. for all the friends on my Facebook timeline that have seen that movie, I haven't nobody's seen saying, anything negative. Nobody's saying nothing negative. Not, nothing. not that I heard of. Neither um, did I. That I've read. <clears throat> I just mentioned this a second ago about Man of Steel and Justice League. This is the sixth movie connected into the uh, DCEU mm-hmm. um, film franchise. Um, and this does take place in that same universe. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stop right here because I meant to say this a little bit earlier. In this particular episode... Spoilers! For this, yeah, for these next three from here movies, on out. Spoiler you've been warned. If you have not seen these movies... Aquaman dies. Spoiler. <laughs> um, Robin travels through time and throws a six-pack plastic thingy in the water and Aquaman's never born. There you go. Spoiler. Who? Robin. Oh, I'm sorry. We crossed movies there. So, Team Titans... <laughs> Teen Titans Go. Jesus. They wanted to be the next Justice League, oh so they had God. to prevent the Justice League from actually forming. So Man, we don't got go... time for that shit. <laughs> so well, we, well, we do. So but, I mean... Bruce Wayne's parents never died. Aquaman gets dies from pollution. Uh, a whole bunch of other shit happens. So yeah, that's the spoiler there for you. I guess the most negative thing I've seen about the Aquaman movie is there's a, a meme floating around. <laughs> floating. About... <laughs> that's three for three, bro. Um, <laughs> there's a picture of... Uh, Aquaman, like, uh, he's got the six-pack thing around his neck. And he says, we're making a movie about this guy? <laughs> uh, I always love the Family Guy reference where Aquaman is, like, in the beach. And there's, like, the people on the on the, on the ocean shore, like, about to rape this girl. And he's like, yep, yeah, don't come over here because I'm going to stop you. Like, look what I can do. And there's two little fish start jumping out. <laughs> oh, no, the best is the uh, robot chicken skits. Because they tore into Aquaman any chance they got. I don't know if you ever watched no. uh, Robot Chicken. Um, no, I have taste. That's good. Oh. <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I miss Robot Chicken. I don't know it still comes. Anyway. Yeah, because they did a whole DC uh, mm-hmm. special. But they would... Uh, every other joke. I mean, every other skit had something to do with uh, Aquaman. So, anyway. So all this crap that we've been saying for the past 30 or 45 seconds about how Aquaman's like the shittiest of all the Justice League members. Raj from he Big talks Bang the fish. Theory. Raj from Big Bang Theory always talks smack about Aquaman and all this other crap. The Justice League movie did a good job of introducing the character. Mm-hmm. This movie did a good job of solidifying him as not being a fucking pussy. Like well, he's one I mean, of the, I, I I would consider him out of the group right now that's established in the DC universe, movie universe. I think he's the most um, appealing one. He stands out from everyone. If you line them all well, up. Well, it's Jason Momoa. Eh. <laughs> but do you lift, bro? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I left you completely open for your Summer's Eve joke <laughs> that you always like to do. <laughs> I wasn't smelling any of that, man. There was a lot more dudes watching this movie. Gushing over Jason Momoa. All I'm going to say is I've never seen so many wives and girlfriends eager to go along with their boyfriends mm-hmm. and husbands to see. Since Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since the first Deadpool. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's pretty much it on that. Now, getting into the movie, like I said, there's going to be spoilers on here. So um, if you haven't seen it, 
uh, watch this before you uh, listen. Unless you don't care about spoilers, then just whatever. All right. So, I, I mentioned earlier, um, I, I bought in to this whole world, like, almost immediately. Right? There's a lot of things in this movie that are ridiculous and probably shouldn't work at all. But in this world that they created, I had 100% suspicion and disbelief. Almost from Suspension the, of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief, yeah. yeah. Uh, almost the entire time. Uh, we're talking about people talking underwater, riding on sharks and seahorses with, yeah. with lasers. I mean, come Fuck on, yeah. man. Um, I mean, they, it's like I, Star Wars as a kid if you were playing in the bathtub. You mentioned it right there. <laughs> they created their own Star Wars. It's an underwater Star Wars. Yeah. It's, that's, that's the best I can uh, equate it to. And it's not... It was so full of cheese. The lines were so cheesy. Pleasure, permission to come aboard. Like, come on. And like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it, 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 for the suspension of disbelief watching the movie, it didn't take itself over the top serious at times. You know? No, because Momoa's got that. He has a charisma that yeah. plays off yeah. pretty good. And it's good that they just. The weird timing of that freaking Africa sample. In the Pitbull song, like when they're on the plane, at the most awkwardest time when they're flying over the desert to find where this freaking trident is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was so dumb, but it fucking worked. <laughs> you know, even the dumbest of dumb stuff worked in that movie because you just. Did you notice the uh, the pilot in the plane? It's uh, Lee Wan L. Um, he was the. Uh, he's a collaborator with James Wan. He's in basically all his movies. He's um, in Saw. He was the guy trapped in the be- in the bathroom with mm-hmm. the. The other guy, um, Els, the whatever, Carrie Els, yeah, he was the other guy. You're talking about someone has never seen any of the song movies. You never saw the first one. You ever seen that one? He was in the uh, the uh, Insidious movies. He was one of the investigators, one of the Ghostbuster dudes, whatever. So anyway, he he basically <laughs> my, my point is he collaborates a lot with okay. James Bond. So it was a nice little Easter egg uh, right there. If you saw. So um, anyways, I did mention this is in the DCEU, and um, there's. Once there's one scene that they reference directly to Justice League when they talk about him defeating Steppenwolf and, mm-hmm. yeah. and blah blah blah, and that that's had, where, yeah, that and had that's, nothing to do with him being a king. It was just him. Exactly. That yeah. was that was the one point of reference that you can pinpoint. And where sometimes this takes place. one's enough. Yeah. Well, I take that back. <clears throat> I'll, we'll, well, I'll get to that in a minute. But also to that point, I was a little bit confused. I had to actually go back and, and pop in Justice League after I saw this because. Um, there was a scene um, after Mira saves him, and he's like, "What? I don't even know your name." That threw me off because the scene in Justice League when he's uh, underwater and he and, he's, and he stops Steppenwolf, whatever, mm-hmm. and Mira <laughs> creates a bubble so they can talk in Justice League, which is so far fetched now. I and mean, mm-hmm. after seeing this movie, but uh, they have a whole conversation about oh, the Prodigal Son returns and. He says, oh, are you okay? But the way they're talking, it felt like in the movie they already had an established relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe ex-couple or whatever the case would be. But when, and that's what I'm saying. In this movie, when he says, I don't even know your name. I was like, oh, oh okay. They, they're, they're starting from scratch, I guess, in, mm-hmm. in that particular sense. And there's that whole aspect, too, of uh, Aquaman and uh, Mira in this whole movie. Their whole their journey mm-hmm. together as... They have their own purposes. Of what they're they're basically to do. retelling the. They're basically retelling Aquaman's parents' story, 
which basically was well, they're retelling it. They're telling it for the yeah. first time. Yeah. No, but they they told it already the first five minutes where one person's from Atlantis, the other guy's a lighthouse keeper. She was already supposed to marry somebody else, but she right. didn't. Yeah. She didn't want to, and then she wound up fight, falling in love with the guy, and they wound up staying to the point where she couldn't stay anymore because they wound up they're gonna keep finding mm-hmm. her and all that. And the same thing happening with um, Amber Heard's character, where she's destined slash doomed to marry Aquaman's brother, and she doesn't want to do it because she doesn't believe in in arranged marriages, even though she doesn't know what love is until you do what you're told. And then so, then she winds up going through this journey with Momoa, and all of a sudden, and then and then there you go. There's a lot. A lot of this movie is um, cheese. It's cheese. It's good. It's cheese. It's American. Delicious. It's. They're not straying from the norm on uh, on a story on, on telling a story. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward, you know, uh, for everything pretty much. But sometimes playing it safe works, especially for the DC movies, especially for comic fans in general that have seen a hundred comic movies in the last fifteen years. That yeah. they can kind of see what's going to happen before it happens, even if you do something different. Yeah, you know. Yeah, even <laughs> to the point where I mean, a lot of the movie was predictable to the point where. There's a scene um, with uh, Patrick Wilson playing Orm, uh, or the Ocean Master. Um, he's mm-hmm. trying to rally. Um, Dolph Lundgren is in this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, there, he, he's trying to get all these uh, uh, these kingdoms together. Um, and apparently, what what I gathered from this was if you can, get, if one person can rule these four kingdoms. They, they become outnumbered. Ocean Master. Yeah, yeah they have the majority. Out of the seven seas, he has to rule. He has to get four of them. He's got the majority rule, of it, and then he, he becomes gets Ocean. In. He yeah. becomes Ocean Master. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to do. He's trying to get uh, Dolph Lundgren on his side, and but in the mean, while this meeting's going down, a submarine comes in and attacks, and then he saves. You know, he destroys the submarine, whatever. Even I was thinking, okay, that was clearly a set. Like clearly, he set that up to get mm-hmm. him to join him on his. This war against yeah. human, you, mankind, whatever. Even the guy sitting next to me, he's like, "Oh, that's that was a setup." <laughs> like, no shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to drinking your your frozen coke. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> How about your uh, first impression on speaking of suspension of disbelief? Did you believe the origins of Black Manta? Yes, even with the helmet. The size of an okay. overgrown steroid so New York Patriot football. All right. So you want to talk about the... Go for it. Black Manta? Okay. Well, the Manta as it is in the in the credits. Yeah, weird, they, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's... Uh, it's be- all right, dude. He's black. He's colored in black. You hired a black actor for fuck's sake. It's the Black Manta. Get over it. Yeah, in the comics, when he when he takes off the helmet for the first time, he's like, why do you think they call me Black Manta? Yeah. I mean, it's in the name. I mean, you can't really hide it. It's like calling Black Panther Panther. <laughs> <laughs> And that won a glo- or, globe or something. Or as uh, Forrest Rooker would say, Penta. <laughs> From now on, that's two episodes that you reference that. From now on, anytime we talk about Black Panther, you guys uh, yeah, say it. You I have dropped to say the line. It. Yeah. You have to say I can't it. wait for next Don't even reference Don't even reference it. Just say it like that. Don't even. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So uh, so the origin story. His dad's a, his dad's a pirate. Yeah, and they're trying to take this ship that Aqu- the submarine that Aquaman winds up saving in the beginning. Right, Aquaman, um, his moral compass is a little bent out of shape. A little bit. He mm-hmm. lets tells him the other day, "We'll let this ask the sea for mercy. I'm not going to save you." And you just kill. You just kill those people. Yeah. Now, now you them. want. Yeah, yeah. Now you want mercy. Yeah. Yeah. And so not totally wrong, but uh, hey, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? Right. 
but he Aquaman reflects towards the end is like, yeah, I need to be more careful with my power because you know I I created that enemy. Yeah. Because I should have spared him and let somebody else decide what his fate would be instead yeah. of me doing it because I didn't have that power. And this is clearly a journey story. Yeah. It's like I said, it's a lot of tropes that work. Uh, easily throughout mm-hmm. movies, uh, it's been done for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but Black Manta, that is, and that's another thing I want to say. Uh, his uh, for Black Manta and a lot of the other things that are in this movie, it is very uh, close to the source material. Mm-hmm. Like even Black Manta's origin, like everything. Like his look, number one, it wasn't CG; it was a suit. Uh, the the proportions and everything. If you if you go pop in Injustice Two on your Xbox One right now, he fucking looks. That's the same. Yeah, you know, and you, yeah. I, the only I thing like they, the only thing they changed, which to my in my mind is for the better, is they made the actual suit itself bulkier, like armor, like more armor and things mm-hmm. like that, because the traditional suit is more like like a um, like a wetsuit, pretty much, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But Obviously. but um, but it's not grounded in 2018. If you ask yeah, it would I think to your point, it in this movie it would look goofy. If it was the big helmet and just like a wetsuit, I mm-hmm. think they needed to bulk up the more suit. More tactical, yeah, make it more tactical, and uh, yeah, I think it worked. I, I, again, I go back to what I said. I bought into this whole world, <laughs> like when I was watching this thing. Like, oh, yeah, they talk all on, right, then let me they, just they talk, they talk on water. Okay, sure. Let me just get to the point then. How much of you being all in was legitimately because the movie was good, and how much of it legitimately was because? He didn't want Aquaman to fail like every other DC movie for the most part has failed. I didn't even think about that. Really? Um, it, like you didn't go too lightly on it instead of crit- critiquing it too hard like the other movies because it just got tired of it and you just want to let it go. Maybe it's the holiday season. Maybe, there you go. I, maybe I just... I, 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 you've already pointed out a couple of flaws in this movie and I'm not going to doubt any flaws in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is some cheese and then there is some corny dialogue and blah, blah, blah and this and that. But for the most part, overall... I enjoyed the movie. Mm. So, um, enjoying it not for the sake of it's got to be good for the DCU, that didn't really... You just went in blind. No weight no on your shoulders. Well, as much as I could it. without what, yeah. what, what I've seen on yeah. commercials and stuff. But, um, and, and there's some reasons for that, actually. Um, I actually found myself enjoying the uh, the world that they created, like Atlantis and all that. It looked mm. beautiful. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it didn't look like it was just... Something they just created right out of the blue. It looked like they'd spent time designing Everything. the whole thing. Yeah. You know, this isn't Naboo from uh, Phantom Menace. You know, first Star <laughs> This isn't this. This is like a whole world that they yeah. freaking created. Um, but I, I enjoyed that. I also found myself enjoying the supporting cast more than I liked Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Cause, well, you already spoke on Dolph Lundgren. Well, here's between a, that and Creed too, he's had a pretty good year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The um, well, the thing with Momoa as Aquaman, um, at first everybody had their own opinion whenever they first announced Momoa as Aquaman. It's like what, really? But then when Justice League came out, and I think I said this on our episode for Justice League, he kind of won me over a little bit, just enough to where if they said they were making an Aquaman movie, you'd I, give the benefit of the doubt. I'd, yeah, I'd go check it I out. I think Jason Momoa is. I don't want to say this in a derogatory way. I don't but see don't him as a as a leading star. He benefited in Justice League because he bounced well off of everybody else in the cast. Yeah. He did well in this movie because he bounced off of everyone else in the cast. Willem Dafoe 
You know, I think Amber Heard. Well, it was mainly it's mainly him and uh, Amber Heard. Yeah, that's the majority. Just just as good as he was in the scenes in the first two seasons of Game of Thrones because he was bouncing off everyone else in the cast. Not so much. It's freaking everything's of circles around Jason Momoa. There's so much around that you you don't have to feel like you're overwhelmed by him. You get some um, breaks from him. Yeah, yeah. But um, so the supporting cast, you know, like yeah, we just said Dolph Lundgren. I enjoyed seeing him in there. Uh, Patrick Wilson, again, another collaborator with uh, James Wan. He's in Conjuring, Insidious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, DC uh, history. He's in Watchmen. You know, mm-hmm. He has a history um, of these movies. Um, Willem Dafoe, obviously, uh, did. Um, I think it was funny. A little de-aging technology for uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Showing all the training montages and things like that. And that's another thing about the origin part. I liked how they didn't just spend like the first like 30 minutes of him as a kid. Yeah. It, they, they they sprinkled it in when it mattered. Like there was one scene where he was being born. There's another scene where he's a kid, where he's about to fight. Do you remember your fighting yeah. skills? And then they go back to right. five minutes of him. It made sense. Like everything yeah. everything was. Structured. This wasn't like every fucking Spider Man movie. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was structured very well. I think that's yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make on that. Even the guy that played Black Manta, I, I liked him. Yeah, and he was only in. He's. he's I, I don't ever recall seeing him. In the he's movie. he was in the Netflix movie uh, The Get Down. You lost me already at Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one person that is in Netflix. Yeah, right. um, so is this the part where I raise my hand and have to make the complaint that every fi- every final scene fighting battle has to be in the dark, grim dark, like every other movie, like Wonder Woman, like Black, like like um, no, like Batman is, versus Superman. I, I know where you're going with that, and uh, no, I don't I because don't. they had to fight at night so that when the fight was over. Uh, uh, Aquaman's mom could meet Aquaman's dad in the morning at sunrise, just like right. he always does. So it had to be the, at least like towards the end, you can kind of see the sun kind of dawning, right? You know, but for the most part, you're still, you know, your, your typical. No, I give it a pass because Go. there was no beam of light circling <laughs> with uh, different okay. stuff, yeah. different Did, stuff coming out, yeah. And they, and he didn't have to fight a big army of drones or army well, just of one-on-one. nameless soldiers and things like that. Um, oh, one other thing that's the scene where Black Manta comes in and it's. Him and the squad versus uh, Aquaman and Mira. <laughs> and there's a scene that we saw in the extended trailer where uh, Mira's running on the rooftops and, mm-hmm. and going through the buildings all that other stuff. Dude, every time I see that, and even in the theater watching it, it made me uh, specifically think of Uncharted. The video games. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know you probably don't uh, play those Uncharted games. But, yeah, well, yeah. But have you played them? <laughs> No, no okay, on console on yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Oh. Um, but for for uh, <laughs> listeners who have played the Uncharted games, you have to know what I'm talking about. It's the, the, Nathan the, Drake. The the camera work and the setting, the rooftops, everything. It just felt like I was watching a, a Uncharted movie for a second, for just a split second. But anyway, that's all. Which means it can be done. It can be done. Actually, it is. Gonna, it's been made. It's well, it's being made right now. They got Tom Holland, Spider Man, playing Nathan Drake. I don't know how they're doing. <laughs> That isn't really hard to top because I saw the I saw the fan faith, the fan film with Nathan Fillion and I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, that was good. I was like, I'll take some more of Uncharted, please. Well, everybody said in in the game Nathan Drake resembles Nathan yeah. Fillion. It's basically him. Oh, um, fuck it. Let's just get a Batman of once a live action Batman with Kevin Conroy. Fuck it, just do it. Just do mm, it. Have you seen Kevin Conroy? God bless. Have him. you seen how built Shazam looks in the suit? <laughs> you can make you can fluff him up. Fuck it. <laughs> God bless. Don't tell me Zachary Levi looks like that fucking that lift in the costume. You know what? No. I'm, so oh you, shit! You know you brought, you brought it up. Okay. So there's a new show which I will be talking about in our next episode for the uh, year in review. 
Uh, it's on Amazon, The uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, oh, what? What the what? I'll explain it to you next next episode. Okay. But he has a, he, he pops up in a couple episodes. That is bigger and buffer than I thought he was. Like, he's just a tall, like, he's not, like, built, like, muscular, but he's just he's an stout. Opposing, opposing stout. Yeah, I guess yeah. he's an imposing figure. I was like, quite crap. Was <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like, I saw him on the show. I was like, Chuck? Like, <laughs> like, like, what happened, man? Jeez. He fell, he tripped at a GNC and never came back. I guess so. Like, good Lord. Maybe I was just training from, for, for doing the movie Shazam. Yeah. But, dude, he got pretty big. Like, That's more than... said. Anyway, so uh, one more thing about this movie. A couple more things: the suits, Mm -hmm. the costumes in this movie. We saw it's not really a spoiler because they. I wish they didn't, but they they showed us in the trailers that he does get the classic Mm -hmm. orange and green suit. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed it. What what did you? I yeah, I completely enjoyed it. Um, Again, I'm the, I'm not the I'm not the DC buff, so a lot of stuff was fresh to me in that movie. Like okay. I don't I don't I don't have the history or the knowledge of everything in Aquaman's past for me to talk shit about Aquaman like pop culture and a lot of fans of the of the DC do. Hmm. So I just walked in there blind. Yeah, um, they they nailed that suit as best realistically as you're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Also, we've already mentioned the Black Manta costume amazing like they made it a badass suit i don't know props whoever made that design won't be the end of it no <laughs> also let's not forget uh ocean master when beco- when orm becomes ocean master that is the classic ocean master costume it's got the purple it's got the silver mm-hmm. silver did you catch there was one scene he after he puts the helmet on they pulled a little deadpool uh, there is a quick scene where he uh he's talking to i can't remember who he's talking to but he the camera's like in front Front view of, of Ocean Master, and he's talking in his in his brow like like the the mask itself. It like kind of squinches down like he oh, like he's I didn't like catch that. like he like the mask is an extension of his of his like how Deadpool figure. like Deadpool yeah. like his eyes get bigger and smaller and Spider Man same thing. Yeah. They did that for a split second for Ocean Master. I was like, I, mm, uh, okay. that's how you see they're learning. They're learning as they're going, and it works. Um, maybe that's why I'm I'm just um, I don't have a lot of Nits to picks, okay. nits to pick on this movie, because, like I said, they, they got a lot of the source material right. Um, if you're if you're not familiar with Aquaman in the comic books, if you haven't read a lot of comics, what I would recommend is um, I don't know if you've heard the phrase "a new Fifty Two, mm-hmm. um, where a few years ago, I think around 2011, 2012, they rebooted the whole, the whole thing. DC and Aquaman. That's the first glimpse of Aquaman being different than what. They uh, what it was before. Yeah, they 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 tried everything throughout the '90s and everything like that to make Aquaman cool and extreme, and they cut his hand off and got Hook and all this other stuff in different costume. And it was fine. He got he grew long hair and a beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but in this uh, new Fifty Two uh, rebooted Aquaman, they know where to poke fun at certain things and they call out certain things. Like Aquaman will be sitting in a, in a in a restaurant, and people walk by. Hey, Aquaman, what are you? What, what's the fish saying? You're gonna eat. You can eat your own kind or something. Talking about seafood, and it's like, it's like I don't. I don't talk to fish. You know, it's like, and it, the cops give him shit about 
there's a uh, crime going on, and Aquaman shows like, ah, it's Aquaman. Like, <laughs> like nobody like respects this guy, and but he, even, but he earns the respect. Even in the movie sense, like I was expecting in that bar scene where the the guys come up after they show that it could have been Aquaman that saved whoever yeah, that yeah. scene before, and they're like, hey, you're that guy that swims from that that that's the ocean guy, right? Yeah. And Jason Wall has that look like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah. I'm about to fight this guy. Yeah. Hey, can I get a? Can I get one of them there selfies? Yeah. So that my friends think I'm cool. And then you see in the beginning, his like they're showing these shots. In the beginning, he's like, I don't want to fucking be here. Somebody kill me. Somebody like drain the water in the bowl. And then before you know it, he's lit up and fucking drunk like everybody else, enjoying himself. Did you? Did you like and that? I like that. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I was. Because again, enough of these movies. Somebody wants to be the tough guy and thinks they can out, out, out like out straighten, out strengthen, strengthen, strengthen the superhero. <laughs> and instead, it was just, oh hey, let's just shoot the shit and get get pissed drunk. And so I, I, I enjoyed that. The only flaw that I have that sticks out to me watching these movies, if it's in the DCEU timeline, because even with Shazam, because they've showed this in every trailer for Shazam, which I don't mind. Mm-hmm. They had, like you mentioned earlier, they have the one reference. In dialogue right. to the Justice League. Right. In Shazam, they have the one scene where um, the kids got Bats, the battery. Billy Bats has got the battery. Yeah. You know, the last couple of Marvel movies that have been really out of the park, Thor Ragnarok had Hulk. Spider Man Homecoming had Iron Man. Hmm. I would have won- Wonder Woman, even in the beginning, had, had her talking, yeah. ref- ta- talking to Bruce Wayne. I was hoping to see some kind of interaction, even if it was a post credit scene, Aquaman and somebody. Yeah, or if, even if it was a freaking Billy Batson, like post the whole movie, and then this movie we see how we got to that. Yeah, you know something around along those lines. Because now that you've already established, just like they've established the Avengers, just like you've established the Justice League, it if it, it's gonna start becoming a, a a nit that a lot of fans are gonna pick if these solo movies doesn't have at least somebody in them for them to remind you, oh, hey, this is part of a bigger story. I'm going to counterpoint you on this one. Do it. I, I, I see what you're saying. Is the dialogue enough for you? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I can, I can respect that. I'm going to say in this particular case, less is more mm-hmm. with that because Warner Brothers DC, they're in a situation where they're trying to uh, write the course from from whatever the perception is for the DCU, they got to they got to be careful with what they do and not overbear themselves, get bogged down by too much, um, and cause maybe un- unnecessary risks. Okay. I would think, but yeah, but I can definitely see, and I, I was kind of in the same boat. Maybe a post credit scene. I, Maybe would have been nice because we just got one in uh, Justice League with uh, Lex Luthor and Deathstroke and yeah. all that stuff. So, and even then, I was thinking, holy! Sh-. And and that might have been it. Like when when again, spoiler. At the end, they show Black um, Black Manta floating along in the in the ocean. Yeah. If that would have been fucking Lex Luthor and Deathstroke in the same boat, it's like ah, I think I got another one. Just <laughs> throw them over. With the fucking oar. It could have been just it could something. Been, it could have been Deathstroke with a, like a little fishing reel. Oh <laughs> like, hey, I got one. I got one. Oh, it's a big one. Who are you? I'm Slade. Slade. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 another one that, that just like like slowly is picking at me is the fact that everybody's jumping on all these fucking movies. Like I it took me about ten minutes for me to tune out Willem Dafoe as 
Doc Go- at the Green Goblin from Spider Man. Really? It took me. It's been like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, but he he did so good in that role though that I, I I think of him as a Marvel guy. So when I see the Asian guy from Fresh Off the Boat from Ant Man and the Wasp, who's the scientist, right. I'm like, yeah, you know, Atlantis is real. And then he shows up at the end. He's the guy that pulled out Black Manta from the water right, and right. he's like trying to re- rebuild his tech. Yeah, and I was like. Damn, dude. And he is a guy from the comics, too. Yeah. So, um, he's, I would imagine he's going to be a, a player going forward, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else I want to mention specifically. There was a scene. Oh, yes, that's what it was. There is a bit on his journey to getting the trident. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to go into the kingdom of the trench. Oh, man. Okay. That visual. Yeah. Let me say this one. <laughs> go. The fact that James Wan got a. Got to use he got he got to use his horror expertise in the in this movie just for just for one scene, but that shot when they're in the boat and she turns around and that trench dude is like right there that is straight up like uh, insidious material right there. Oh, that's not the scene that I, that I but, fell in love but, but, with. <laughs> so they're fighting on the boat, right? And he gets some flares, and then they dive down. That shot, dude, that one painting shot, like the one still shot, and them going down with the red flare and, and the, the surrounding trench. Uh, creatures, oh god, that is a beautiful, beautiful done shot. You're gonna hate me for this. Hmm. It reminded me of the poster from the Jaws movie, where the boats on the on the top, and you see the teeth on the bottom. And I'm not saying it as a negative. I'm saying it as a positive because yeah. that's an everlasting. Like if they t- if the first thing to say, tell me something cool about Aquaman, dude. That fucking scene in the trench where they're yeah. like diving, and you see everything open up around them, and then everything coming from behind. At- oh man. Well, that, that might have been beautiful. that might have been uh, like an intentional homage? homage to it. I didn't catch it. I was just so wow. Look at that. you, know, I just, I, <laughs> you were looking at it through a different set of eyes. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at the the the, uh, the artistry of it. Mm-hmm. I guess the the way it was shot and everything. The way it, just because it followed it. It followed it. The lighting, the colors, and everything. It looked, It was supposed to be an image of terror. Like they're surrounded by these. That's that's an example of how to positively use a dark environment mm-hmm. for like the the whole theme of people that hate DC because it's grim dark. That example, that scene in that movie in that environment is an example of them doing that right, like very right. So, I'm gonna. My, I guess my my final thoughts on this movie is I think. This is the, and I say this is in a, as a positive, okay? Because I know a lot of people don't like to compare. There's the argument of comparing DC movies to Marvel movies and the MCU and all that stuff. I'm going to say, in a, in a positive way, this is the most MCU-ish movie or DC has done. Mm-hmm. They got accurate costumes for real, for real life, mm-hmm. whatever. They created their own world that didn't didn't fall flat for me it didn't fall flat mm-hmm. clearly that's that's I don't, everything worked for some reason i don't know like the supporting cast the the hero's journey from where he was be the beginning to becoming king of Atlantis. you know everything worked in my mind for the past 10 years with a couple of strikeouts maybe a couple of just swings and misses there's been a standard that marvel movies have set mm-hmm. and i think this is the first DCEU movie that reaches that standard. Yeah, and, and that's the first step of and that so that's yeah. like the so that's a brand new foundation. Even though the, the be, even yeah. though the DCEU's been around for a minute, that's a good foundation for you to say, "All right, 
We haven't screwed this up. Now let's take the momentum from this and build on it and build on it. And hopefully we, we might not beat, but or we might not even come to, like close to meeting it. But at least we'll be, I guess, the on their own. They'll, they'll be their own profit. thing. Yeah. They'll be their own thing. And that's where DC screwed up their, initially. They tried to catch up to Marvel. They tried to out-Marvel Marvel yeah. instead of doing it on their own. And, and they it's, tried. They were too ambitious. They were too fast. They didn't give enough, enough time for everything. There's the wrong with ambition. If you if it's done right, if it's it, well, not so much done right as long as it's is, if it's there's a difference between being it done right and succeeding. Just because, for example, Xbox sold more 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 consoles than PlayStation doesn't mean PlayStation sucks. They made money. They're profiting. They're succeeding. They got their consoles out there. That's not considered a failure just because you can't beat somebody else. Right. So if DC if the DC movies continue on this trend and they continue to make money and they continue to number one box offices and all that stuff, just because they're not doing it as good as Marvel or as long as Marvel doesn't mean that they're failing. They're, yeah. they, if it gives them if it gives them the, the the vehicle to keep making more at the end of the day, we're all winning. I think I found a nit, nitpick. Uh oh. What about Mira's hair? Oh come on, dude. you're a dude. What the hell do you know about women's hair? Not too red for you. I don't care. She looked good though. That suit? Come on. The skin tight outfit? It did take me five minutes to stop thinking that she was a cheap version, like a parade branch Scarlett Johansson. But after <laughs> that, I enjoyed everything. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, how would you rank this DC movie into uh, DCEU out of the six films? Oh, fuck. Is this your top top three, top five? I mean, what, what is the top, the favorite one? What Number is one. Number one? What is it? What is it? Be? What was your favorite DC DC movie? Um, if you're if just in this story of the six chapters, I the would six, say, yeah, six yeah, movies. Has been I out. would say Wonder Woman. Okay, followed by Justice League. So your initially was it was Wonder Woman, Justice League, and then then the rest. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, I asked my wife that when we got down and watched the movie because she's a woman and she Jason Momoa she wanted mm-hmm. to go see it. So um, we're. I asked her the same thing. I said, "How do you rank this?" She, she flipped it. Hers, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Um, well, now this is her number two. Aquaman. Wonder Woman's still her favorite. Yeah, she's a girl. Then no Aquaman. Power. Then Justice League. No, she didn't say Justice League. I think she said these two movies, and then the rest don't matter. Oh. <laughs> like it could be whatever order. It doesn't okay. really matter. So okay. to to what you were saying, like you have your top two or three, and then the rest are whatever. Yeah. The same thing with with there. I think it's how it is right now with everybody because those other movies are kind of. But that's good. Yeah. Because now you can say you have favorites. No, it's not just that. Because up to up to this point, for a lot of fans, Wonder Woman was on the top of the list, probably trumped only by Justice League because it's finally the fucking Justice League. Right. And now Justice League is getting topped by Aquaman. So if your newest favorite movie is the movie that fucking just came out, you're on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they needed this one too because I don't. Justice League financially wasn't everybody's favorite. Yeah. Um, financially. Yeah. yeah. They got more of my money because I actually, which I'm in hindsight, I'm glad I did it. This movie is the one that I saw in 3D. Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it was. Colorful. It was cool. the The scene with the in the trench, all that was freaking flawless. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see this on my 4K TV when it comes out. Yeah, Ooh, it's gonna be pretty. But out of the three, that is nowhere near my favorite. Oh, of this uh, of this yeah, Trumper that we're doing today. Okay. Well, what would be your 
favorite of the three that we were talking about in this episode, Chris. Are we going somewhere? It could be the Spider-Verse movie. We're going into the Spider-Verse? It could be Spider-Verse. Because that movie gave me something that I've never seen in, in superhero movies, or at least that I can't remember. Okay, so Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. What, into the Spider-Verse. What did, what did it show you that you've never seen before? The tolls of uh, superheroism. Oh, the fu- are you talking about the uh... the future Peter Parker yeah. where he's like he's divorced from Mary Jane and he doesn't know how to like handle it and he's depressed and eating ice cream and watching chick flicks and crying all day in his apartment and letting himself go because he doesn't have the urge to do to better himself because he figures the one thing that be- that made him best is now gone and just seeing a disheveled old man in his thirties. Like a disheveled, old, herniated old man wearing glasses speaking in front of a microphone right now in his 30s. I was like, God damn, I never related to a superhero as much as I do right fucking now. God damn! Alright, well, before we move uh, forward, I do want to say the following review is brought to you by the Comics Code Authority. Okay. (laughs) If you get the reference in the start of the movie. Mm -hmm. Alright. This movie, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, animated movie. So you can't really compare it too much to past Spider-Man films, uh, box office-wise, anyways, because mm-hmm. animated movies are This is uncharted territory for, for Marvel, at least on the animated side. Pretty much, yeah. Um, this one is written by Phil Lord. You probably know him from the Lego movies. Uh, he did War Machine, Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs. He, uh, did you ever see that cartoon, Clone High? There's a little Easter egg in the movie about that, anyways. Mm-hmm. He was also one of the two, because he works with uh, uh, Miller, I can't, uh, Christopher Miller. Um... They usually work together, and they got ousted from the duo in Solo. They're the original oh. directors for Solo. Lord and Miller? Yeah. 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 Uh, he also directed the 21 Jump Street movies, too. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, anyway. Yeah, this movie, uh, ratings-wise, IMDb has it at 8.7% out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics have it at 97%. Audience score is 94%. This thing is... Certified fresh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. You saw it first. If you didn't get enough urban blackness from Black Panther, well, guess what? We got Spider-Man into the Spider Verse, set in the heart of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, dude. We've been had. We've had Peter Parker for the last 15, 20 years, <laughs> and in this movie, they showed us Miles Morales, Peter Parker, um, Gwen Stacy. And freaking Miguel, Miguel, uh, what's the guy's name from Spider-Man 2099? Miguel something? Oh, um, yeah, Miguel starts with H something, I think. I don't Herrera? Know. Hortensio? Sure, one of those. Hollabaloo, I don't know. Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, we got like five different Spider-Man in this movie. Six if you count the, tra- the post credit scene. Yeah. So it was very, um, I wish I saw Spider this. Spider-People. Yeah. You can't say Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Spider- Spider-Beings. Spider-Persons. Because of the pig. And the robot. Oh, man. Was I the only one that thought that was the updated homage to freaking Leopardin and the Spider-Man from Japan, the TV show? Sure. When I saw the chick with the robot, sure. it's like, all right, let's make that work. Vamos. That was fun. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, so this movie, okay, it had a very, very, very stylized... <laughs> very <laughs> stylized... token white guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I appreciate good art. I'm just saying, it's, uh, it was very stylized to the point where, and not just the animation itself, but the effects that they were using for the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad I heard about, um, the issues that people were having in this movie before I went to go see it. 
Uh, oh, apparently... like Incredibles 2, the flashing, the, some of the flashing scenes. The... That, yeah. um, and plus a lot of people were complaining that they thought the movie was, they're watching the 3D movie because a lot of the, There was a lot of blurred lines there's in there. There's a lot of yeah. like the, where, where if you ever watch 3D movie, take it off, it's all crossed, it's all faded. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. was a lot of that in the movie. And it did mess me up a couple of times. <laughs> I was well, like, yeah, because we wear glasses. So if it's not done, if it's not 1080p and clear, it's, it's, it, it, does, it does mess with your retina a bit. Well, yeah. we're, and we're over 20. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> it's over 30. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was almost, that a secret you were trying to keep from the almost, general audience? Almost 40. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my eyes aren't as good as they were for, my friend. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Just Eat so, more carrots. Yeah. Um... Lasik's only five hundred bucks now, man. There's no excuse. But the 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 the, the start of it, um, where it had like the alternating Marvel logos uh, mm-hmm. for the different universes. I guess that's what they were trying yeah. to do. Um, and then the whole Comics Code stamp. I thought that was cute. Uh, you know, you never. I never saw a Comics Code Authority stamp in a movie before. I'll give them that. Okay. So uh, there's that. The uh, the main Spider-Man. Miles Morales. No, no that's what I'm talking about. Oh. The 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 one we're used to. Oh, Peter Parker. Yeah. The first one, uh-huh. and then the, 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 the following one, the older one, mm-hmm. clearly that was based, to, in my mind, was based on the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yes. Very much so. Um, to the point where it was weird hearing him talk. Like, I think Jake Johnson was doing his voice. Um, I wish they got Toby. Mm. To voice that Spider-Man. Mm. I think that, because... The one that they'd even, like, poke fun of the scenes that he was dancing... They, yeah, the point yeah. That, that he talked about to your point earlier when he's talking about all this is stuff happened to him. He he broke his back. Mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire broke his back in Spider Man Two, like mm-hmm. or before Spider Man Two. Anyway, so all that stuff was reflecting of Tommy's uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. So I was like, God damn it! Like I feel like I'm I should be listening. To, I should be hearing his voice. So did you catch Uncle Ben's voice? The uh, actor actually reprised his role from Spider-Man so that he can... Which Spider-Man? Uh, the first Spider-Man. He's dead, dude. Cliff Robertson? He they, u- they used the clip. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, they oh. used the clip. and they he played, said he reprised played. his role. Like, dude, he's dead. <laughs> so they, <yeah. laughs> they used the audio clip yeah. of him from the first Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They couldn't get Bruce Campbell, I guess? Okay. So, uh, uh, anyway. And maybe he was in it and we just haven't seen it. Maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, this movie was everywhere, man. Like, this was... I hate to be that guy, but, like, this movie was geared, I don't think it was geared for me. Like, it was geared for a younger audience. Of course! Um, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's, it's the current generation Spider-Man, obviously, leading in with the Miles Morales, and this is their story, blah, blah, blah. And, but, man, talk about an ADD generation. Yeah. Good Lord, I and, mean... I, and you're right about that, because they're, they're already referencing, like, for example... Uh, Spider Gwen, Gwen Stacy. She's only been around what three years, four years, something like that. Yeah, she's she's new to even us. Yeah, <laughs> but just to, in the yeah. yeah that I mean, there was a lot of new stuff just in the from the comics themselves. Well, even Miles himself isn't that old. I mean, he's only maybe ten years, ten years, yeah, roughly. But just in the movie itself, it's like. Bam, here's that Spider-Man, here's that Spider-Man, here's Spider-Gwen, here's this, here's that. Like, everything was like, you didn't have time to breathe in this freaking movie. At least in my mind. I, mm-hmm. It's like, it's good. Like, I, I enjoyed what I was seeing. But man. Like, it was ultimate fan service for, for a Spider-Man fan. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll give him that. Um, I, I can't imagine. How do we make sure that we get people to watch the sequel? Let's throw everything we got at this first one. You got it. Yeah. I think, where, um, where did I hear that they actually wanted to put in more 
versions, but mm-hmm. there's like, well, fuck, what if we want to do another one? Yeah. Let's hold up, you know? So uh, that's why they stuck with it, which is good that they at least stuck with a small number of, like, four or five. Yeah. Because even that was a lot to take in of these different versions of Spider-Man and this and that. And mm-hmm. I did enjoy how every time a new Spider-Man came in, they would have the same format. Like 30 of the, seconds of, here's how I'm here. Here's, here's, the, I'm here's here. the cover, here's the combo yeah. cover, flip the page. Here's what, I loved all that, even yeah. to the point where the last three came in. Here's three at the same time. <laughs> here's the three origins. I was like, okay, I like Got that. You. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, what did you, tell me some things you liked about it. Oh my God. Is it still too soon? Yes, it's still too soon. I legitimately cried when they showed the scene with Stanley. I was like, is this thing supposed to fit me? Well, it fits everybody eventually. Is there any particular reason or is it just because he just recently passed? It's, it is because he recently passed. I mean, it's, 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 there's an attachment there because you know that there's gonna, you're not going to be ready for the point where you start seeing these movies that you expect to see a cameo of him in and he will not be there. To the point where I enjoyed his cameo... In uh, in Ralph Rex the Internet, I enjoyed his cameo in Teen Titans Go because I have like how many more of these are we gonna get? Because we know he's not here anymore. Yeah, well, you know? so well, it does. So for me, it is pulling the strings a bit. Well, and there's a reason I ask you that question. But before that, to your point, to what you just said, he's already filmed at least a few more films cameos, and they took a they actually scanned his face purposely um, for these for these cameos. So. He's still gonna so we're be, gonna have a hologram, like five years later, and we're still gonna mark out because it's it's still standing. I mean, he'll. I mean, they'll be able. To, that's why they took uh, the the copy of his. Uh, they scanned his face so they can basically put his face on an actor, like they do in these other movies yeah. now. You know, so. Um, but anyway, I'm not worried about that. The reason I was asking you about that when you said that, is because I had, kind of an emotional, reaction yeah. to. But it wasn't like okay, so. It's, so it was less of the. Uh, for me, it was more of the presence. Was it for you more the dialogue? The yes. way they sent home the... Here, here let, me, let, me, let me say. Try it. So, okay. So, the scene sets up where they're in a comic book store, and they're buying Spider-Man comics, and, and Stan Lee is the comic book the salesman, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's scanning. And the, he's got just a line of dialogue, like he normally does, and it's just, oh, man. Oh, because in the movie, spoiler, the, uh, the current Spider-Man in that timeline died. Yeah. So everybody's mourning Spider-Man. And they're buying a costume of him to yeah, wear. So, yeah, that's what he, he's buying, a uh, costume. Mm-hmm. And then Stan Lee sees the costume. He, he, he scans it, whatever. He says, oh, man, I'm going to miss him. He was always my favorite. And <laughs> I, I I, was like, oh, that's cute. And then, But then, like, maybe, like, a couple scenes later, I'm still thinking about that scene. It's like, why is that staying, why is that staying with me so hard? And I... I this is going to sound weird. I don't know if I'm going to say this right or not, but it, to me, it felt like almost as if he's talking from beyond the grave. Like if he was, if we could hear what Stanley had to say. Like if he were, like if he were to present his funeral before he died, so that everybody can have the moment together with yeah. him. Yeah, these were the words he this, would say. This is what he would say about Spider-Man. Yeah, and it is. Oh God, see, I'm getting like kind of uh, just thinking about it. Like someone's cutting up onions in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so I always held. Um, for all the flaws Spider-Man Three had, the one scene where Peter Parker's in Times Square and he's the fir- and he finds out third hand mm-hmm. that the city that's been talking crap about him for two movies is gonna throw him a parade, and Stanley walks beside him and looks at the bill, looks at the at the at the crawl, and then looks at Parker and goes, "You know what? 
one man really can make a difference. Yeah. I'm already getting goosebumps right now yeah. just reciting the line. <laughs> I didn't think there would ever be a line that defines a character that would top that mm-hmm. until I heard him in this movie. Yeah. Saying it to the kid about growing into the costume. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And again, this this movie, just like Aquaman, is the journey of Miles figuring out what responsibility comes with great power. In a nutshell. True. Yeah. Without saying it. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, there's a point where he's Don't like, say it! Yeah, if he, I hear another person say yeah. it, I'm gonna I'm gonna web you. The fact that he said, if I hear another person say that, like <laughs> it's been done. Like the For 15 years it's been done. I will say the the writing in this movie was great. Like, if you're a Spider-Man fan, if you have any knowledge of the Spider-Man universe, it was a fun movie. Chances are this yeah. is not your first Spider-Man movie you're watching, so let's and, poke fun at everything that and you're expecting insult, us to... they don't insult your intelligence yes. with that. And yeah. that I did really did appreciate. And I, and I can imagine why it's one of the reasons why it, we are getting certified fresh status on this movie. And everybody's loving this movie. I can only imagine what our friend Aaron did when he saw this movie. Oh my god, Lord. yeah. He um, almost got thrown out for, like, peeing everywhere. Among other things. Um, <laughs> um, but me, some of the nitpicks on this movie for me was, besides, I, I kind of mentioned a couple of things. Like, so I, I, I found myself digging the whole Miles Morales story. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something there. They did, they did establish that character and his world very well. Separately. Yes. He's not a carbon copy of, of what you already know. Right. Yeah. But everything else... Just felt rushed and didn't get. We didn't get a lot of time to soak in a lot of stuff that we were seeing. Case in point, I agree. I wanted to see a, more of uh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, Spider Man Noir. Oh man, I, this, this, some of the lines he was saying, I was like, ah, say more. I read. Talk to I read the. Uh, I read a, um, uh, a thing on uh, Io9 where um, the directors of the movie. They wanted. They wrote out like pages and pages of lines of like trash talk mm-hmm. that he would say in like the 30s or 40s, yeah. just to hear him say it. Yeah. Let alone see if it works in the movie. And it, this is the second time this year that he's done this because I again I don't know why I'm coming back to this movie so much. I left Teen Titans Go wanting to watch an animated Superman movie with Nick Cage. <laughs> I left this movie wanting to watch a black and white Spider-Man noir animated movie with Nicolas Cage. Save it for the the Disney the Disney Plus app that comes out. Yeah, I, shit, that, that could get me to sign up. Oh, fuck, it's gonna get me to sign up. Everybody's gonna buy. That Everybody's gonna buy it. Fuck. Um, I don't have Netflix or Hulu, but goddamn it, if I don't get Disney, I'm fucked. Did you like how they made uh, Kingpin look? What like they like shoulders for a shelf? Yeah, like a shelf, <laughs> like a big shoulders? refrigerator, like two refrigerators. Yeah, <laughs> like um, a football player with way too much HGH. I didn't like it, but after I I looked into it, they actually they based that design off of a, a comic series, Daredevil: uh, Love and War. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a the artist, um, Bill uh, Sinkovich. He's a very he's a very um, Eccentric artist, I guess, like the way he style, way he like avant garde kind of style. Yeah, a little it's bit. Not, everything's against like, the norm. Everything's like, well, obviously with the kingpin, like obviously. that. Um, a lot of like pointed and different things. So it was very, very flat different. lines and sharp edges. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. blocks. Like yeah. so, I didn't catch that when I saw the movie, but afterwards, and if you if you do a search, if you do if you Google um, Daredevil, War and Love, or Love and War, um, Kingpin, you'll see there's a shot of him sitting at a desk, and it's like a big. You know his shoulders are like like he's the next shelf on the yeah, desk. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So I just I just took it as part of the st- the the art design. Like when I saw um, again seeing Spider Man Homecoming 
and seeing Scorpion as a gangster with like the Scorpion tail tattooed on his face or something. And then I see Spider uh, Spider Verse where Scorpion's like a robotic Scorpion from the waist down, like fucking like the like fucking the Rock from the Mummy Returns. But the way they made him, the way he was presented in the in the cartoon, it took five seconds, and I was like, okay, good, I, I'm I'm taking it. Yeah, let's go with it. Yeah. The same thing with with uh with Carlton Fisk. I saw him. He looked. It's like holy shit. Somebody forgot Carlton Leg Day. Carlton Fisk. Or, what Will, it? Wilson Fisk? There you go. That's the next guy. <laughs> Where's Chief Carlton from? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, somebody forgot Leg Day. Okay, I'm all right. It's done. It's set. Let's go. And I just moved on. I didn't. Well, I now didn't, that I'm thinking about it, the because my initial notes I have on here when I was coming off of watching it, like all the characters in this movie are they're just animated. They don't yeah. look crazy proportioned and things. They're just a cartoon mm-hmm. character. But then you get Kingpin, and I was like, wow, why is he why is he drawn so differently? But now that I'm thinking about it, Kingpin is a big box. Then Scorpion is a half scorpion monster thing. God, Green Goblin came in, he's a big so the villains, they they made they they amped up the villains and uh, stylized wise. And I had no idea what a prowler looked like. So when yeah. I saw the prowler there, and it turns out that that sound that he makes, that that war cry that he does, is mm. like a sound of an elephant that they modified or auto tuned. Oh, is it? Oh. I was like, okay, that's prowler. I'm accepting it. Let's go. Yeah. And it just, I just went with it. That that was where, for some, for a guy that like kind of half-ass knows a lot of these Spider-Man characters, I suspended my disbelief and I just took it for what I got and I just went with it. So this is for you what I did for Aquaman. Yeah. I just here it is. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um. What do you think of the um, the the final battle between him and Kingpin? Like, because yeah. there was a lot of shit going around. Like this, the, it was moving around. Even in the was... even in the beginning, when they first used the device to try to merge all the worlds right. together, that's where I was like, "Holy fuck, what the hell's going on here?" I'm yeah. gonna, it's like it's like you're playing pinball and there's four balls going on at once, and you right. don't know which one to hit with the yeah. paddle. Yeah. That's exactly what I, didn't, I couldn't tell where I would where I could focus on, so I just found what I could. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I felt. I, you know, it's weird. Like I'm, I'm a huge Transformers guy. I still haven't seen Bumblebee because I saw it a, a, like three weeks early before the release. This felt like a movie that I should have watched again before I sat down to record mm. it because there was so there were scenes where whether it was the lights and I was having a freaking like a panic attack or something or if it's just the animation <laughs> and so much people at once I don't I don't know how to take everything in I, I it's like my brain functions I'm not I don't ha- I'm not like these dumb little kids I could see what's going on but you're shoving so much in my face I can't like do anything with it to where I think I need to watch this again. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll probably end up buying it on. on it wasn't a negative for me. Yeah, like obviously it's serving its purpose. I'm gonna spend more money to watch it again. Yeah, you uh, know, but at the same time, goddamn, there's a lot of stuff going <laughs> in this movie. A lot. Um, and, but the, I think that was my uh, uh, one of my final takes on that movie. Be, to your point, was this is for a younger audience. This is for the current generation. Mm-hmm. This is their Spider-Man movie. I think. Yeah, because I have no idea who Spider-Man Noir is. I have no idea who the Asian chick was, the little the little Asian girl, the anime version with the robot. I mean, I like Spider Ham's origin story in the Simpsons movie, but other than that, I don't know where he's from. Spider Pig, <laughs> Spider Pig, look out! Yeah, but all in all, I th- I think um, it it was really well done, and it, it just it was something different. And I think I, I enjoyed the movie a whole lot when I came out of it, but I couldn't pinpoint what exactly. You it know was. what helped? Mm. The same thing that helped Black Panther. I have it on my phone. The soundtrack, the songs, the original music, the Sunflower really? song by Post Malone. Uh, Vince Staples has a song on here. Um, there's another, the, the song that, um, Sunflower from Post Malone is the song that Miles Morales is singing in the beginning, where uh, oh, okay. the Peter Parker's like, 
concentrate, let yourself go, so you can actually get and be in tune with the powers. Yeah. And he's he's like kind of like singing the song, but he still doesn't know the words. Yeah. Like people our age do, and we learn a song for the first time. This soundtrack is just as good, if not better, than the Black Panther soundtrack. It feels like I want to go back to Brooklyn. <laughs> Which I will be in a couple months. But <laughs> goddamn, that brought back so many memories of being out there. Yeah. And just soaking the whole vibe in. It captures... It captures the vibe of what of Black Brooklyn. Panther. What Black Panther did for a black society in general, um, Spider Verse captured the urban. the urban side of Brooklyn so well, and it's and all the flavors. You know, they didn't even have subtitles for this when the mom was speaking Spanish yeah. because they wanted it to be just the same, just as equal. Everything's the same. You don't have to separate one because the other can't take it. Yeah, you, you, that's just the way life is. You have to learn to adapt to everybody's cultures and everybody's languages and everybody's tastes, and somehow Brooklyn still survives that way. And that's mm. why Miles Morales feels the way he does that Peter Parker does for his neighborhood. Yeah, and it just came. It was just so well put together. Oh yeah, and that's 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 one thing I, I think I mentioned meant to talk about this earlier, but just the um, the subtleties of some of the, I guess the subtle. And sometimes of, some of them weren't so subtle, yeah. but even then, but. Some of the um, effects and usages of, of visuals, like they they showed this in a trailer, but it works so well where he's actually showing him how to thwip for the first time, mm -hmm. and they're thwipping, thwip. and you see the word thwip on the screen, mm. and they're one two flip, you know, one yeah. two flip, and it, it was such a ni that's a nice scene just with the older Spider-Man teaching mm -hmm. um, Miles how to do everything because for the long for up to that point, I think Miles was. He couldn't figure out. Anything. And every other every other iteration of Spider Man, whether on television, animated, or in the movies, they're just figuring it out on their own. Yeah. And if it, and most superhero movies, they just too. learn everything yeah. on their own. They yeah. never have a mentor that's been there in that position yeah. to show you how it works, so that you don't go into the job not knowing what the hell you're doing. Yeah. This movie, um, I don't know who's going to get this reference, but this movie reminded me of an old uh, animated movie called American Pop. Um, back from I think the seventies, it might have been early eighties. But there was a there was a while there where um, there was a lot of adult animated movies that were come out: American Pop, Heavy Metal, uh, Rock and Roll. I remember Heavy Metal. Um, it was along those lines: Fire and mm -hmm. Ice. There's a lot of movies that were either rotoscoped in and they. But American Pop was like music based, and it was in New York, and there's a lot of colors and stuff in it. So if you go back and watch American Pop, and you watch Spider Verse. I think, see the similarities? I think you'll see some similarities there. Um, it's, like I said, it's music-based, New York. I, you know, so that's all I can really say, you know. But um, if, you, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. If not, I'm crazy. So um, Fuck, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're like a year younger than me. <laughs> and I rub it in every chance I get. Yeah. Well, I still can. Um, eventually you're going to die before I do because you're older. But I'm white. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so I'm guessing we're transitioning out of the black movie. Okay. Now, um, what you what'd you think of uh, the the costume? The final... When he finally got his own costume. The whole black suit with the Jordans. The black and yellow yeah. Jordan. The black and red Jordan. I didn't know he spray painted it. Like, I just thought... When I saw it in the trailers, I thought it was, thought it was a black was costume. The material. I didn't know he spray painted it. That was very good. Like I just, I, I dug the design. And that's another example of having people, having mentors to show you wh where to go and what to do. Yeah. Aunt May in the whole basement with all the yeah. suits, and he's like, "Here, let me help you." This is, and then like going through the costumes and him like looking around, like, "Man, yeah." <laughs> if, and that was pretty cool seeing a hall of suits, kind of yeah. like Iron Man and, and Batman and things like that. Yeah. Um. So they, I said at the start of this that yeah, it was based. Uh, to me, it was kind of based in the. 
Sam Raimi universe, but clearly they were just kind of kind of combining, They're bridging everything. Yeah, kind of mixing the pot from the together. moment that they that the Venom posting said. Meanwhile, in another universe, or another or another universe, then they showed the trailer for this movie. I feel like, oh, oh yeah. this is this is this is their attempt to combining everything. The movies from the past, the movies that are going on right now, the animated, everything is tied into the same world. Yeah. So if you're gonna keep bringing in uh, Miguel O'Hara from from Spider Man 2099, all right, he's gonna fit into this somehow. Mm-hmm. Or if you bring in, if you're gonna do a a, a girl's version and and do freaking um, Spider Gwen, she. You have source material from the last you've 15 established, years. You've, you've established them. You've established that everything yeah. is connected, so yeah. you have all that source to pull from or to build off of. And you, go my sugar, go for it. So, I'm. I'm. It's weird. I. I don't want to rush to judgment, but I would rather see a new animated Spider-Man movie from this, like a sequel to this, than another live-action Spider-Man movie. What? I liked it a lot because it's again because you have the so luxury gonna, of animation where you can yeah. do a lot of visuals and a lot of a lot of tricks that you really can't pull off on a live action movie without it being very overly CGI. So you know there's a live action movie coming out in 2019, right? Yeah. So you're not going to go see it? Of course I am. What the, what the hell do I look you like? You said you don't want to see but it. But no, I said I would. I would prefer <laughs> to That's watch another one of this. I heard in my white ears that you said I that would you... rather watch <laughs> Anatomy. Yeah, but still We're there. Uh, so we've been putting this off for too long. No, no, no. Are we not going to talk about the post-credit scene? We just did. We did. So we got the we post-credit got, scene. We didn't talk yeah. about it. You mentioned that twenty-nine uh, Spider-Man twenty-nine-nine was in it, but you yeah. didn't say what he did. Go. Okay, so he found a freaking. Well, it was like a time, not a time machine, or he found a way to. Go, oh no, it was a different Earth that he mm-hmm. found. He found a, a way of going to different universes, and one was. I bet you it was in a Costco. Probably. Yeah. Um. He, uh, Earth, like, 60, 68 or something, like, yeah. or whatever they called it, 67. Um, and it's that freaking Spider-Man from the cartoon from the 60s. When, ah! when the two... <laughs> they're pointing at each other. Yeah, the two Spider-Men who look the same, they're just pointing at each other. <laughs> so we get this badass, you know, stylized, animated Spider-Man 2099. Looks really cool. Voiced by the guy that's um, in um, the last two Star Wars movies. Oh, Oscar uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to mention that he was ever Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, which is yeah. funny because I had to look it up because in the credits says Oscar Isaac is an interesting person. <laughs> that's all it says. So um, yeah, because this was before the this was after the credits. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so <laughs> he comes in. And he comes in that one scene and he like knocks out the other Spider Man and so like, they're both pointing at each other except now it's him. And the other Spider-Man. So and that's all it was. There's like pointing back and forth. I was like, and it ended. I was like, that was fucked up. <laughs> he started there, but that, but he's eventually going to all the timelines to fix stuff. I guess. So, oh shit. Okay. I don't know. So he. So in the next animated feature, he's gonna kill Topher Grace before he ends up being Venom. Shit. <laughs> that never happened. Um, Neither did Apocalypse. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Quiet. Okay, so um, where do, where do you want to see uh, Spider Man go from here? Do you? I know they're making another movie. They're making yeah, a, obviously they're doing a sequel to um, Homecoming, which is Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, Far From Home is the next one. But as yeah. far as this particular universe that they created, the animated one. Yeah. Um, do you think this will be its own franchise? That like they'll make more more movies off of this one? I would think so. That yeah. doesn't tie into anything else. <sighs> 
And is this is this Sony's if, way of getting around MCU? If, if there's another animated movie, it has to be a sequel built off of what they just made. Oh yeah, it has to be. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm expecting. So I'm 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 assuming the next one's Spider Gwen because she has she has the now that that now that obviously the Peter Parker's done now that Miles Morales is done the the fan favorite that has the fervor right now is Spider Gwen because it's a girl. And because she has her own set of powers, and but would you again, do? Grim- but but would you do their own movies though, like a Spider Gwen movie? If it has more Spider people, like you this can't one keep did. doing that though. You can't keep Spider Gwen sure? into the Spider Verse. Like you can't keep Spider Man Noir into the Spider Verse. You can't. No, that's cheap. You can't do that. Like, so how do you see it going? Fuck it, just a Miles Morales story. You spent all that time establishing Miles. him becoming Spider Man when his world Spider Man died. So he's at the end of this movie, his journey, he becomes the Spider-Man for the, his his universe. Build on that. Make the next movie on, on Miles. Would you want to see that um, in live form? Because they teased it in Homecoming. They had um, they had Childish Gambino as the prowl, as a prowler, which means he has a nephew, Miles Morales. They didn't specifically name it, right. but they've already planted the seeds. So would you want to see? Eventually, Tom Holland give up the mantle to a kid playing Miles Morales and become the next Spider-Man. It would have to be a while from now. Like, a while from now. Like, well, you saw how fast we got the movies after the Rainyverse. And you saw how fast we got those movies after the movies from the Rainyverse. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I waited almost 20 years. <laughs> and I finally got a Spider-Man that's an actor playing Spider-Man that's good. A Spider-Man and good Peter Parker in one. We have Tom Holland. Before, Toby, he was a good Peter. Andrew Garfield, good Spider-Man. Tom Holland, he's the good combination. He's the overall total package Spider-Man. I finally got that. Don't fuck that up. You can have your, you can have your Miles, but just not right now. <laughs> Give me a few more movies, and then you can have Miles. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but my thing is, bef- when when it was first announced that Sony was letting uh, Disney use Spider-Man, immediately. There was a good chunk of people that was like, it's got to be Miles. Get Miles. Blah, blah, blah. Miles this, Miles that, blah, blah, blah. To the point where, you know when you like, you keep like harping on something. You got to check this out. You got to check this out. You got to check this out. Push him. Do this. Do that. To the point where you're like, shut the fuck up. I, yeah. I don't even, I don't want to know about this thing anymore because you keep talking about it. That's how it kind of was with the Miles. Like, no, I have Peter Parker. That's Spider-Man. You can have other people under the Spider-Man mask or whatever. But when you talk about traditional like Spider-Man it is Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Clearly. That's the that's the thing. Um, so if you want to es- establish that in this universe, in this MC universe, there is a guy named Prowler who has a nephew um, that is possibly Miles Morales, fine. Save that for later. Don't bust your nut right now. We exactly. still got time. Let's, have, let's make use of we, what we got now. We have miles to go with, uh, with, Tom, time. with, Tom, yeah. with Tom Holland. We give Tom about 10 years. Yeah. And then we'll pass it off. This is the first time we didn't hire someone in the 30s to play a high school kid. Yeah. Let's let's take advantage of that. And let's wait until <laughs> he's in his 30s. Then maybe we can move somewhere. Then we'll have him out of shape. <laughs> then we'll have him teach Miles. We'll have a live action <laughs> into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. There you go. So, I think it's... Any final thoughts on Spider-Verse? No. No? Okay. I need to watch it again. I think I do too. I because there's a lot going on in the movie. I, I I just appreciated all the it was quick, quick gags here and there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, I'll get that. You know, my mind. I was like, oh, okay. A lot of, um, 
inside stuff for Spider-Man fans, and I appreciate that. Now, I'm, I'm sure the, there's many that I missed. I'm, I'm sure there is too. I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan, but we're I'm, not Aaron. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I know I missed some stuff, but at the same time, I know I caught a lot of stuff too, and I appreciate a lot of the stuff they were able to throw in there, mm-hmm. uh, either uh, verbally or just visually. You know, so that's my thoughts on it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I've been holding off long enough. Yeah, yeah. You and I are very big proponents of a certain franchise. Your room, your your danger room the back there. Yeah, <laughs> your temple. I don't know how many rosaries we have to do every time we walk in that damn room. Um, Five. <laughs> Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yes. So this was going to be the first movie in the in the Transformers franchise that was not helmed by Michael Bay, Mm-mm. which is something I wanted for at least the last two movies at the very least because he kept saying he wasn't going to do any more. He kept doing them. Oh, yeah. Um, so we finally got that taken care of. And it's a smaller-scaled movie, no pun intended with Bumblebee, but it's just, it's not... Um, the whole world is not in danger. You know, It's just mm-hmm. focused on this one little story. So this movie, like I said, smaller-scale budget, uh, $135 million. Um, so far, U.S. gross is forty-six million. Worldwide gross, seventy-seven million. I think the numbers aren't really there. First of all, it's still pretty new. But look at Aquaman. Um, I think they just picked a bad timing to release this movie. With Aquaman, you have Mary Poppins. You had I think Spider-Man still in the in the theaters. You have a lot of stuff that has its own distinct niche. Uh, niche and Bumblebee. It's part of a bigger franchise. Maybe a lot of casuals got maybe franchise fatigue. You know, they're like, ah, mm-hmm. I'll just watch. I'll watch it later. I've had enough of those movies. You know, but is or is this a case of just a lot of shit coming out? I would hate for somebody with a suit and tie and Hasbro to say, you see, this is what happens when we don't have a movie with Aquam- with Optimus and Megatron in the front. No, they're gonna say this is what happens when Michael Bay doesn't direct. Oh, that's even worse. Exactly. Get out of my house. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 God, yeah, um, but which is a shame, yeah, because it's not it's not every time where the receipts of a movie don't reflect the quality of a movie. Absolutely, this movie's so good. Had a big flaw in it. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, this movie, like I said, it wasn't directed by Michael Bay, although he does have uh, producer Producing credit. credit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll I'll get to that here in a minute. But which, uh, to Michael Bay's credit, we crap on him a lot. He got interviewed, and he said, you know what? This isn't my movie. I didn't give him any advice. I just sat back. I'll critique that here in a second. Okay. This was directed by uh, Travis Knight. Hmm. He's actually, he doesn't have a lot of directing credits. He did direct, um, it was a stop-motion animated movie called Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Which on Netflix. It's a good movie. I, I have it. it. I, yeah, I saw it on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. I yeah. mean, the, the way it's animated is very, very good. Um, and it tells a good story, too. Mm-hmm. The screenplay was by a newcomer to, to Hollywood and everything, uh, Christina Hodson. She did that uh, the Catherine Heigl movie, The Unforgettable, came out, I think, what, last year, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's going to be up, she's going to do the, she's also writing the upcoming Birds of Prey movie. Ooh. And she's also doing the Batgirl movie. Mm-hmm. So she's got some stuff coming out. So this is just another. So thing. somebody must have told her that Bubblebee's a girl. Okay. Or there, or have a girl star in it. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah, yeah. 
which we do have uh, Haley Steinfeld. She's uh, playing the main chick, Charlie, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't talk about that. She's also in Spider Verse. She play she does the voice of uh, Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. So that's too- I knew it sounded familiar. She's getting a nice paycheck bonus <laughs> uh, for this month. But uh, yeah, so this is a whole new direction as far as creatively. Talk about the new direction visually. Visually, it's it's more um, downplayed a little bit. I thought um, it's set in the eighties and not as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not explosive as the previous movies. I would say crowded. Not you as know, crowded. It's, it's, yeah. it's it, it, I like the fact that they went small. It's basically just Bumblebee against three guys. Yeah. You got rid of one of them early in the movie, and now there's two more, and he's got to take them out. But that's it. That's all the help he's got. He ain't, there's nobody else on Earth that's going to help him take him out. So, I didn't mention this before, but uh, right now, IMDb rating has it as a 7.3 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, has 93% for critics. For a Transformers movie, that's, that's very good. good. Um, I don't even think the first one got that high. I don't think it did either. Uh, audience score, 79%, which I don't know why about that. But um, okay, Maybe a bunch of old people forgot to take their kids. <laughs> um, We're at that point now where this movie... I walked into the theater with the assumption that this movie was not aimed at me. You think so? Yeah. Even Probably, though... and, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but with the girl as the lead being as young as she was, this wasn't for me. Yeah. Was it 12 years ago? 10 years ago? Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf as the kid finding Bumblebee 11, 11 felt ago. like it was more towards a younger me. Right. The older me now in 2019, this 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 was not and again not in a negative way again because I enjoyed the movie, yeah. but I knew that this wasn't for me. Right. I'm the old man that loves Optimus as the lead. Right. And seeing Bumblebee grow into the character he is now in this yeah. movie, which is why I was able to appreciate it, even though I knew it wasn't the target audience. Yeah. But with Bumblebee and the and the and the young female girl as the lead, I knew that this wasn't for me, and I didn't hold it against it. I still went in there and I still took it in, mm-hmm. and I'm still soaking it up because it's fucking good <laughs> um, it, it only took five movies to finally get it right it wasn't like in your face like it was more of a subtle story and it was it felt like and I'll probably say this again at some point it was the old classic a boy and his dog story you know um, mm-hmm. where a kid finds a phone home yeah something where it finds some kind of inhuman or some kind of other object mm-hmm. with personality and they both kind of find each other I guess in a way before I get into the obvious stuff that I want to talk about mm-hmm. on this movie, I did want to just like get some of the negatives out of the way. Okay. Um, we'll see if you have the same negative that I do. Okay. The biggest thing for me throughout this whole movie was I was confused as to, to the identity of what this movie is. Is it a prequel to the Transformers franchise that we know, or is it a X-Men Days of Future Past where... We're going back. But they rewrote everything. Re- re- rewriting everything. Because this whole time, like, if you... And you can say that last night just fucked everything up. And th- these people didn't even know about that movie. Because this contradicts a lot of stuff that is taking place before. Just the last movie, last night, we see Bumblebee in Nazi Germany as a green jeep, like, blowing shit up. In this movie, I was surprised. I was like, I was confused when I saw 1987. He's mm-hmm. crashing in. I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> and the first form he took was a Jeep. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> I don't know how much of that is homage and how, or how much of that was, oh, somebody like Michael Bay forgot to read the part of the timeline where Bubble be doing that already. <laughs> yeah, what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was, oh, and then, again, spoilers again in case you forgot. Um, the end of the movie where he does get the Camaro form 
and then we see a red Mack truck with the trailer, which, which looked, I love. That's a, that's that a cool. that's a fucking that's a screensaver. As soon as that yeah. movie comes out, I'm doing I'm doing that. But I thought that was just an homage. No, the next the epilogue scene after the, like the first like credit thing, we see Optimus and on Earth talking, walking. and then we look up and we see other pods coming down. I was like, well, what the fuck? This is. This isn't that, what happened. I loved, 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 loved the entire movie up until the very end where Bumblebee's at looking over San Francisco with the Golden Gate Bridge and he sees the Camaro and it reminds me that this was not a story that this is not a brand new movie verse. This is another chapter in the story that we already have that I kind of really didn't want. I didn't want to rehash. Like, I don't want to... Re- I want them to go in a different direction. Yeah. Um, and here's my thing. I've also heard that in this movie, we have John Cena in this movie mm-hmm. as the... Sector- and he was supposed to do more. Yeah, he's Sector 7, so that's a thing. Did you catch that? There was. Uh, they didn't really said where they were based at, but it was Hoover Dam, and mm-hmm. that was in the original movie. So again, not more, to mention more connections. The reason why we thought in the trailers that the that Blitzwing looked like Starscream, a lot of the features matched, but it turned out they had to use characters that weren't already shown in the movie because what point would it make to have Starscream be the first one that Bumblebee kills if Starscream winds up coming back later? In the, in, in, but that's in, what I'm saying. Though. That's it's, why it's, it's, it's just, not making any sense as far it, as here. Here, let me help you. It's a prequel. You think so? I walked out of the theater dejected, <laughs> telling my nephew, man, this was such a good movie until I found out that it's a prequel to this fucking story. Remember the last movie that you said you liked until I told you why I didn't like it, and now you don't like it either, and you've never seen it since? But here's the thing, though. I, I know I heard somewhere that John Cena signed up for multiple movies for this franchise. Well, if this is the continuing franchise, he might be a part of... Um... Are, are they going to do part six? Well, are they going to do well? Are they going to do more movies set in the eighties? No. Optimus and and, and uh, Bumblebee are in the freaking. They're there. They're already there in nineteen eighty seven. So what the fuck? <laughs> Does Optimus leave again <laughs> after this movie? I need to go back and pay attention to what form Bumblebee is in now. At the end of that movie, was he in? The old Camaro mode, or was he in the new Camaro mode? Because that 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 short that bonus scene could have been twenty years after that movie. No, he was the first Camaro. He was the rusted out Camaro that we see in the first Transformers movie. So there would have to be if there's a sequel, it would have to be what causes the rest of the Autobots to, to go back to Cybertron. That's the only way they can do it. for them. They, for them to come back the third time, the second time when they. Original Transformers from 2007 yeah. came out. You got my curiosity? But God, man, they did such a good job of trying to lay the found work or the foundation for something new only for it to be an extension of the same old shitty house. <laughs> yeah. ah, just burn I... the whole thing down. <laughs> and I think that's the worst part about this, this movie is it's got that stigma of that franchise mm-hmm. where this could have been such a fresh start. Now... Devil's Advocate. If you are a a fan of the whole franchise before this movie came out, that you're not supposed to. Hate and it. Yeah, yeah, and maybe after this, they are going to move in a new direction. And this is just a prequel only. This was a nice way of saying goodbye. R- saying goodbye to what got us into that franchise in the first place, is it not? Yeah. Even though the, some of the loose ends, you're Does, not going to be able to tie sense. them up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to know your name. We had a good night. See you later. So that was my main. That was my. That main, was my only one. That was your only gripe. 
Uh-huh. My only other gripe about this movie was uh, there were some lingering Bayisms that were sprinkled in throughout this movie. One of them was the final scene between uh, Bumblebee fighting um, one of the top uh, top spin and something else, scatter something shatter scatter shot something like that. Yeah, there's a shot of them fighting and you see Charlie running mm-hmm. uh, towards the camera away from it. That was like straight up a Michael Bay shot. I don't care what you say. That's that was Michael Bay. He says he didn't have any say over the no. That's him. Um, or maybe the director thought that he could do a better Michael Bay than Michael Bay. And I, I, I will get to that, and he did. But they <laughs> <laughs> um, go. But there was other things in this movie, very small things. It didn't detract from my enjoyment of the movie, but I could have done but, without these but scenes. But you noticed. Um, there, and there's mainly scenes with Charlie with the other teenagers. When she mm. bumps the, the cup, the drinks into that kid, and he takes his shirt off, and the girls are going crazy over him. And the other Another scene, example, that's not for us, because we're out of shape and old. And, and again, with the, the diving off the, the cliff the flip, thing, yeah. which you knew that was going to set up for something to happen at the end where she yeah. learns to dive but, again, I guess. But, uh, but to counter that, this movie was necessary for the franchise to keep going mm. with a newer audience. Yeah. Now you've got 5- to 15-year-old children... Maybe mostly girls, mm-hmm. because of the way Charlie connected to Bumblebee, yeah. to where from here on out they're gonna want to see the next Transformers movie, yeah. and then if they like it, if, they, if whoever it is that's that's producing or directing it doesn't fuck it up, three four movies later those fans are gonna be invested just like we are up to this point what, with the whole franchise. What did you think of uh, Holly Seinfeld as uh, Charlie? I think she did a great job. Yeah, I liked her. She wasn't obnoxious. From the moment I saw her in the Motorhead shirt, she fucking won me over. I, I know. Can't complain. I know that's like, all it was. I was waiting for you to mention that. Um, she wasn't obnoxious like Shia LaBeouf. Yes, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, that um, I couldn't point. I, when you asked me that, I couldn't really tell you why I liked her so much. Just that I thought she presented herself well. There was no crazy, over the top. Mom, I'm masturbating. Yeah, or some, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, he's trying to read Cybertronian shit. He's going. Is out. That thing. It's just. How we should have been on video. Yeah. Um. That was just for you. Yeah, she just played a girl. Like that's all it was. She was a mechanic. She was a, 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 a tinker, um, a garage monkey, pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, and, it's all, and learning the ropes. Like she didn't know that one scene. It kind of got me the emotional scene. The, um, the when birthday she, when she asked for the car. No, 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 no. Be, uh, when she's under the car and she's trying to fix the dad's car and she like throws it down. She's like, I can't do this without you anymore. And ah, that just again first yeah. it makes it acceptable for girls. Yeah. That you can work on cars, yeah, and it's cool, yeah. And then the the the, the emotional attachment that that's her dad's car that she's trying to right. It was something they worked on, and that he's not there anymore, and she can't do it without him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, there's some there's some emotional moments in this movie, and I think they did a good job of actually visualizing it. Like the entire time that Shia that Shia and B were together in the first trilogy. You never got that moment where they're actually holding each other, and Bumblebee's like has right. Her, he yeah. has she has a fender to cry on, for lack of a better term. And Bumblebee, un, for the lack of language, <clears throat> he understands the feeling, and you and just the way like the the antennas in his head make and his eyes and the the way he, he looks he, like he's he, he's, he's he emoted very yeah. well. Yeah. They, we've never had emoting characters in that Transformers franchise. Not to that level. Now. Not to that level. No. no. Um, we, thank God to, I didn't have lips. We're we're used to um, the scowling insect bug like faces that Michael Bay mm-hmm. set on for five movies. This was something different, and it made it more humanizing. Human. One of the things my wife asked me about when we were done watching is like, 
She said, I think they made him smaller. I don't think he was really always that small. He's like, it's the bug. And, well, I said it's the. I said it's the way he transforms into the, the beetle now. But also, that's more true to form to how he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's not. I was trying to explain to her. She, he's not supposed to be a big warrior class soldier. He's, when you compare Spike, Bumblebee, and Optimus from the original animated cartoon, Bumblebee is a whole lot closer to Spike's right. height than he is to Optimus's height. So when Bumblebee is like almost like nipple height to Optimus in like the, these first Transformers movies, seeing Optimus closer to to Charlie, especially when they showed the hologram and when he's on the floor yeah. and Optimus is like towering over yeah. both of them. It's like, dude, they, they got the proportions right. Yeah. And that's, and that's another thing. Like, Bumblebee always took it as Bumblebee was almost, for lack of a better word, like an ambassador to, to the humans. Like, because he's more their size. Like, he's he's not as imposing. Mm-hmm. He's a he's scout. threatening. Yeah. Yeah, he's a scout. He's, he's Bumblebee. There is even a He's sh- yellow. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> His name's Bumblebee, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, but that's... They got that part of it right. So there's... We have uh, Charlie, the main the main character. We have Bumblebee, obviously. Um, then the supporting cast is just her family, really, and the, and her, the boy that likes her. Mm-hmm. Which, again, they weren't an, they weren't in the movie enough to get them on nerves. Does that, does that make sense? Even when they were on there, they weren't annoying. Well... To the point where... Not too... I, the I dad was annoying. The stepdad? The scene where they're, they're, avoid, they're in the traffic and he's mm-hmm. swerving in and out. That was like... That was, that was, again, another... Anytime in this movie, like, people get too crazy and stupid and shit, it's a Bayism. Because that's what Michael Bay does in all his movies. Like, everybody's... In all the Dumb. Yeah, everybody's fucking stupid in the Michael Bay movies. Or they have some kind of quirk. You know, some kind of personality. Oh, you use that word often for Michael Bay movies. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to. Someone's got to, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't too much. Mm-hmm. It was just a nice blend of, we have to have these people in these scenes for this to tell this part of the story. But we don't need them in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know? And for the most part, it worked. So, um... Is this the part where you're going to start gushing about the throwback in Cybertron? Yes. Go. That was, I got all, that, I wanted to get all that <laughs> shit out of the way. My, with it. My God. That first five, ten minutes of this movie. Did you feel like you were in your in your man cave? <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. I, if, if there's anything that I could say to watch this movie, it's that first five five minutes. That was wonderful. That was <laughs> That was everything I wanted to see in a Transformers movie, big screen, live action. You sound like Godzilla fans that mark out for the 47 seconds of you actually seeing Godzilla in the movie. Fair enough. I don't care. <laughs> but I'm right there with you. I'm, that's why I'm going to watch it again. And and I was glad to know that they didn't tell us everything on the commercials. Like, I thought the flashbacks we saw was this going to be that. And that was pretty mm-hmm. much it. We got speaking roles from some, some uh, characters. We have extended battle scenes... And we have Bumblebee actually speaking before the act. And we found out why he can't speak. Yeah. 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 All that stuff. And, and it wasn't just that first scene. To my delight, they went back to that, like, a two, what, two more times, I mm-hmm. think, in the movie? Um, but, uh, yeah, we got Optimus fighting damn near everybody. We hear, we hear Soundwave talking in Soundwave. Ravage, eject, in, yeah. in the classic uh, monotone type mm-hmm. voice. Um, it wasn't Frank Welker. But uh, John Bailey, he did the voice for uh, Soundwave and Shockwave. Mm-hmm. And he also does side bits for Optimus, too. But um, Does he do Shockwave in the animated series? I think the name sounds familiar. He, he's, an, he's a newcomer to Transformers voices, but he's been around for... When I say newcomer, he's relatively new. Yeah. Uh, this he, generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
he did uh, John Bailey did the voice of Optimus in the Machinima animated. Ah, I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah He gotcha. also does. He also does the. He's the narrator for the Honest Trailers on YouTube on the Screen Junkies. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we get cameos besides all the Decepticons we see, which looked amazing. By the way, <laughs> we get a close-up shot first. I'm gonna spoil everything for so if you don't fuck it, I don't. We get Wheeljack. Uh-huh. We get RC. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not talking about uh, a pink robot that transforms into a motorcycle. We get actual RC. We have a uh, cliff jumper twice. Well, I'll get to the other mm-hmm. one here in a second. We get Braun. I think that was Braun who like dodged out of a, mm-hmm. a, a shot or something. But there was so many like I was like in my mind because I didn't want to scare my wife away. I was like, oh, oh, because my wife probably would have been embarrassed by me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept it all to myself. Um, you're letting it out now. Yes. Like we pinched the water hose for two for three weeks, and now you're going to let it go. Or ten years. Yeah, ten Which, years. Yeah. <laughs> when this franchise first started. Now uh, it's starting to smell like Summer's Eve over here. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, Moist. There's that other scene later on. I think they're on the moon or something. Because yeah. you can see Earth in the background, so yeah. I assumed it was the moon. But it was Cliff Jumper and the two triple changers before they found out where, where to go. I don't know what they have against Cliffjumper, but he doesn't... He dies in everything. First Prime... It's uh, like he's red, he's not black. Well, um, <laughs> in the Transformers Prime animated series, episode one, yeah. voiced by The Rock. <laughs> he dies. Dwayne Johnson, yeah. for those that don't know. Um, in this one, just sliced down the middle. But we get, but, but he talks too. Like I was, Again, <laughs> I don't know why that like surprised me so much because I, maybe I just thought that Fucking they were just... Cybertronian gonna, Negan over there. I just thought they were going to be like... You were going to see them in passing like cameos. I didn't know we were going to get lines of dialogue from some of these characters yeah. and that's what surprised me a lot. Like the clip jumper scene and um, I think RC said something at the start too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got some... Dialogue from quite a bit of people there. Um, Shockwave. Giving, As if giving, that's something they can go back to later. Shockwave giving orders to all the jets. In this, mm-hmm. um, and we see the Tetra jets, the, yeah. the triangle jets. Yeah, Optimus is being a badass, is taking down damn everyone. Um, what, what, what were some of your favorite parts of that Cybertron stuff? More emoting from Bumblebee in that scene where he's flying away and seeing that Cybertron's crumbling. It's yeah. just... It just it kind of added a sense of realism to the story for me, which There's is a weird thing that we're weird missing. for a CGI kind of filled movie. Well, a CGI scene like that, yeah. for you to come away with that kind of emotion. Well, you got to think, Travis Knight. Besides the Kubo movie, he's also been in uh, video game animation for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, before he got into movies, so he knows his shit when it comes to non-human <laughs> stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, what you said, it, it made it feel real. This, these scenes, it may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but these scenes set the stage for what the whole franchise is based off of, and we never got that. Mm-hmm. Like, in the first movie, it's just, he's already on Earth, and he, send, he sends a signal out, and people come down, and, and here we go. And that's it. We don't know how they got there. We, we hear a quick... We get references. We, the very the beginning... 30-second little thing the, where, start, uh, yeah. where Optimus, after once he lands and shows the kids yeah. why, how they got there, but yeah. In a weird flashback scene where the ground opens up and it's just, mm-hmm. that was a weird thing. But anyway, that's um, that that was my main thing. Was it was, yeah, it was probably feeding a lot of uh, nerds, uh, transformer nerds, needs for for what yeah. we wanted to see for a long time. Because I will be the first to admit that as cool as it was to see classic formed 
Transformers that we always wanted to see. If this is a prequel, why the fuck do they look like that and not like the skeletal, whatever, plain-looking robots that we've seen yeah. this whole time? Did that bother you? I tried Continuity-wise, it's did, a prequel. I tried not... Like I said, I didn't accept the fact until the very end that it was a prequel, so that by then, I didn't really care about trying to tie all the loose ends or ask all those questions. I just let it go. I just left it alone and let it go. Yeah, yeah. To the point where if I watch this movie in the future, I'm like stopping at the last like five minutes. I don't want to remind. I don't want to get reminded that it's a, it's a prequel. Fair enough. I just cut it out. Yeah. That because that that last scene where he does scan his new mode and transforms into the Camaro, like you said, that is like a reminder. Oh shit, we're gonna go. We're gonna go there. <laughs> but if if you don't have that, then fuck it. It's its own movie, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, because there's not a whole lot in this movie, maybe other than hearing uh, Racina Young, Agent Simmons, mm-hmm. in Sector Seven. Maybe the only, that. The only negative about that is if you made this much of an effort to establish Bumblebee as its own character. If we're doing a sequel, if we're doing a sequel to this story before we get to the Transformers from 2007, would you leave Bumblebee on Earth? And if you do, would it be would it make sense to make another Transformers movie without the Bumblebee character that you spent the last basically all twelve years trying to establish as him being the next guy for this generation? Just like the Transformers movie established Hot Rod to be Ultra Magnus for us. Yeah, that goes back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago. Like one option that you could do if you did want to continue this franchise. And still, and not impeding too much on the future movies, it could still be in the '80s. Um, Bumblebee's still on Earth, but maybe we're following Optimus or something. And like you said, something happens that they somehow have to get back to Cybertron mm-hmm. or wherever. Because technically, we don't know where they're at at the start of the movie, and we never saw Megatron, so he's technically still on ice. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, "There's no mention to Megatron at all." I was waiting for someone to mention his name. Like, where's yeah, where's Megatron at? You know, or or Megatron is something, something. Yeah, um, but it's just weird. Unless they are doing some kind of Days of Future Past or Flashpoint type thing. Uh, but I will say, getting back to the actual movie itself, you know, Travis Knight as a director, he did a um, a good job of directing the trend. The, this particular film and also the action in the movie where specifically I mentioned before that one scene where Bumblebee and the other ones that are fighting mm-hmm. and Charlie's running we see that shot at no time during that whole fight sequence did I wonder what the fuck was going on like I could follow everything easily it wasn't jerky it, it wasn't, wasn't jerky it was- it wasn't zooming in, zooming out. It was, I, I could follow the action. I knew when someone got hit, I could see when someone was doing something else. And it f- just flowed nicely. I mean, it, it's all it was. It was just, again, maybe because he's got, maybe they're just learning from their mistakes collectively as a franchise, as just a, the makers of the film all together, mm-hmm. the, the CGI people and all that stuff. Maybe they're just getting their shit together after all these years. They know what works and what doesn't work. Or maybe it's just Travis Knight telling them, hey, look, slow this down, don't do that, let's stay right here. Things like that. And that stuff, it everything for the Transformers, even um, not so much the action, 
but say um, the scene where the, I, I, I can't think of the names for some reason. The triple changers, mm-hmm. scattershot, and the top spin, top spin is that what? Yeah. okay? When they're talking to the humans, their faces as they are mannerisms of the Michael Bay insect bug mm-hmm. uh, faces that we're used to, but they were animated very well, like. They're, the way the lips were moving and their facial expressions, things like that, for mm-hmm. what they were, I thought it looked like very if somebody's good. face was actually mocapped and then they transferred the digital on them as opposed to just doing it from scratch, yeah, not knowing what it looked like. That might have been a difference because yeah. 2007, I don't think mocap was if it was a thing, I don't think it was that much of a thing, like or it wasn't anything they wanted to take, yeah, like it might have just been Andy Circus messing around at a time, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't to the point, to the level of what we have now for technology. And that could be another thing, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been, what, 11 years? Yeah. Uh, technology's come a long way uh, in that time frame. So, um, I, and granted, we say this after every Transformers movie, where it looks better. Like, the, the Transformers look better as they go because they're learning from their mistakes. And this is just proof of that. I mean, mm-hmm. Bumblebee looked great as a robot. Um, well, I was going to say as a bug, too, but it is as a car. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, everything else, the designs for the Cybertronian uh, Transformers, Optimus, look great. Yeah. Um, he looked like Optimus. Yeah, he looked like Optimus. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just going back to everything else that I said before. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, I think I think we said before, this is just a nice end cap, I guess, for this franchise, if that's what they want to do with it. Um, any final thoughts for this movie that you want to mention? I wonder what a animated Transformers movie would be if it was in the the same vein as the Spider Verse movie was. I don't know if you're purposely segueing, but <laughs> but I was going to talk about that. It was um, the producer Lorenzo Divincenzo. That that yeah. yeah. Um, Divincenzo. That's it. He um, he he was interviewed and he said he announced that they are making an animated Transformers movie. And it's supposed to be about Orion Pax and Megatronus before the war. Not specifically, but it but is going to be about origin story. Is well, it's going to be on Cybertron. It's mm-hmm. going to be uh, basically all CGI. Pretty, much. it has to be. It's going to be just all Cybertron before the Earth stuff. Um, whether it focuses on that or not, because another thing that he talked about in this interview was, um, you know, because they, they, I guess he was asked about, you know, it's a Bowman movie. What are the chances of getting like an Optimus movie or something like that? He says he doesn't want to really want to focus on an Optimus movie per se because what were you going to say? Well, how are you, you going to do an Optimus movie? It's like kind of like a Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Like, what are you going to say about him? I, I heard that reference, yeah. Yeah, so, which I, I can see the arguments for and against that. But if we get more stories like this... This felt like a six-book miniseries that you get off the side from the regular, like, monthly Transformers yeah. subscription. And I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. Um, Give me your records. Yeah, give me a, a movie of the records that that's just like this hour and they a half, have, just away from something different, but us, uh, new characters that yeah. we are that the casual audience isn't already sick of for us to invest in, so that when we see them later on in a bigger ensemble movie, we know who they are, we know why they're there, we know why we should care. And it's not that the Transformers films have been shy about bringing in characters. I think the issue that a lot of the hardcore fans myself included have against these fran- these movies is too many humans not enough robots that's well that's a big one but the transformers that they do bring in the, usually little to no resemblance of what we're used to seeing or what how we how we see them mm-hmm. like when i saw soundwave on there 
Ravage eject and we see Ravage come out and yeah, that's fucking Soundwave. You know, it's not what was he a, a Mercedes? Well, in, uh, to to their credit, he was a satellite in space in the second movie, and that could be more up to date than an MP3 player. Yeah, and Soundwave's like the size of your toe. Oh, let me just stomp on you. You're dead. But the car in part three, I can't buy it. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't buy it. It's now, like Hot he... Rod being the, a freaking Lamborghini Murcielago or whatever the hell that was with all the lines, that looked like that would have been a modern version of whatever car that was in the animated yeah. movie from '86. So there's some hits, there's some misses, but there's usually people in the Transformers fandom like to focus more on the misses than on the hits. Well, it's it's not it's not like you know it's people are trying to like is it because is that obvious maybe because look like you're saying to your example of Hot Rod. Yeah, he's a badass car that I could see being an updated version of what he was originally. But mm, let's make him French. Oh, and have a and have a, <laughs> a gun butler. and and have a gun that stops time or whatever the fuck it did. <laughs> Remember that? See, like that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, I see your point. That's what I'm talking about. They they I sit corrected. They have they have it there in their palm of their hands, and they still in a mess. And they up. fuck it up. Yeah, I just don't get it sometimes. And this is the first movie in the whole... Ruth. Yeah. This is the first movie in the franchise where I wasn't like, oh, no, why do they do that? Or what's going on in here? Get the fuck out of here. You know, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't have to do all that. You know, yeah. I, could, I could actually enjoy. That's probably because your wife was next to you. And I was feeling Watch up on, every Transformers movie with your wife from here on out. And I was filling up on Coke and Jack. <laughs> but. I can tell you're not an alcoholic because you said it wrong. It's Jack and Coke. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I pronounced like, fuck you. How about that? Okay, there you go. Yeah. I understand um, that. So, uh, yeah. So, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I bet you did. What, you didn't like it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. No. You want to finish chewing your eyes before you want to continue there? Sparky? All right. There you yeah, go. I loved it. <laughs> All right. Rank them. In order. From your favorite to your uh, very well liked. Rank what? These three movies that we Oh, just these three about. movies? Oh. It was a toss-up between Aquaman and Bumblebee. That's my favorite. Um, I enjoy Spider-Man, but I, I think I explained why. This is there's. It's not yeah. wide enough for you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah too. Uh, no, I'm just too old for it. This thing. <laughs> yeah, you're too old. For um, it. I think Aquaman. Yeah, I, surprise over the '80s nostalgia hangover overdose. The fact that it ties into the rest of the franchise, <laughs> I think that's what. I think that's what. Uh, I just sat here laughing at you. I'm picking Spider-Man over Bumblebee because the fact that it's still <laughs> stuck to the fucking... <laughs> Spider-Man, Bumblebee, Aquaman. It's I'll kinda... tell you at least one of those movies, possibly two of those movies, are in my top five of 2018. Ah, okay. I've seen 29 movies this year, and it could be 30 by the time the weekend's over. You can Maybe 31 before the year's over. I got you scammed into counting your own movies. <laughs> hey, you revved it in every year. Hey, how many movies have I seen, Travis? 17. Hey, Chris, how many movies have you seen? Seven. Oh, yeah, and you're on this show. Why? I don't fucking know. <laughs> now I feel like I'm pulling my weight a little. <laughs> then again, I have gotten heavy. Just <laughs> <laughs> so slowing us down. It's all yeah, good. Exactly. Um, fucking hundred. I think I was. Wait, was I going to say something else? Um, oh, for the. Um, for the Transformers franchise, where do you want to see it go from here? I don't want to talk out of both ends of my ass here. Too um, late for that. <laughs> because 
I want the same group that did this movie. Okay. Even if that means Michael Bay is just producing. I like Travis Knight as the director mm-hmm. and his ideas and, and the Bumblebee that we got. Mm-hmm. The problem is I don't want this whole story to continue. I want them to do a different story. Yeah. So I would suggest... Well, there's two. There's two. I already said the Wreckers. But if we're in this kick of let's do something out of the ordinary that are new characters that the fans... That new fans will like but old fans might appreciate... Um, there was a four part and, and it's and again it could be changed up again because we've already seen drift in this series. Mm-hmm. But there is a four part miniseries to the origin story of how we got to drift. Where the two the samurai <clears throat> sword without the without the teacher and he was a Decepticon turned Autobot. You can do that story. That would be or, an, that would be an animated movie. Or if you want to placate like like Spider Verse did. If you really want to go full female, do Wimbley. That that is do Hasbro's Wimbley. that is Hasbro's cup of tea right now. And they've been pushing Wimbley oh, on yeah. every single new franchise since the creation of her in the book. Yeah, well, it's toy. working. Yeah, so why not? Yeah, I can see. I'm that. I'm, I'm honestly surprised we didn't get a, some kind of resemblance of Wimbley in this. Movie. True. Maybe they're saving that for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's a female focused or female robot focused lead i'm still gonna watch his transformers and it's new yeah it's a new story that i haven't seen i might complain about it at the end if they show another trailer that somehow she's in the same freaking story but still i think i think my grievances with this this franchise is probably my same grievance i had with the uh fox x-men movies where they would just throw in random characters hey night corolla okay yeah like the original like the original x-men versus a random group of people um, in the X Men First Class, random random group of people. It was like things that didn't make any sense. They just threw them in because they had the names. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing with the Transformers franchise. This is the first Transformers movie that they used names and they stuck with the what we recognize those characters as. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what bugs that kind of bums me out is the fact that this is still like, tied into the Bayverse. There's a lot of baggage. Just with last night, just in general, just by itself, much less the other movies that came before it. I thought that Age of Extinction was slowly trajecting in the right direction, away from... Well, I'll I'll go back further. I thought Dark of the Moon was doing a good job of directing itself away from the wreckage that Revenge of the Fallen was. Mm -hmm. And then I thought Age of Extinction was a little bit of freshing up with the new characters and some new human characters and new Autobot characters. I thought they were continuing on that path. And then Dark uh, Last Night felt like they pulled the e-brake and went complete 180. They they fucked everything up in that movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Damn near everything. Because up until uh, last night, they had... Their, they they had their own team that was working on shit, so they knew the they knew the franchise. But for some reason, uh, for last night, they got a new writers' room. They wanted to create a whole new extended universe and have everything connected with different franchises and shit. Dude, Robert and, Kirkman was there talking Transformers, trying to trying to write yeah. the ship. God damn! Like what the fuck? Um, it just a lot of shit happened in the last movie where I was hoping that that was just gonna you know what? Let's just let's just end this fucking yeah. shit. And that's why I'm hoping, since this is a prequel, it's like, okay, here's your bookend. We're ending it. It brought you back to what you liked about the first movie with the Bumblebee and the, and the whatever. And that's it. Let's just 
let's just end it on that note. Mm-hmm. Forget the, the fact that Earth is Unicron. Let's yeah. Let's forget all that nonsense, and then let's just move forward. We're gonna do an animated uh, movie based on Cybertron, telling the telling the war story and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Let's start from that basis and move forward and mm-hmm. see what we can do. Let's see if we can get that shit right there mm-hmm. and go from there. That's what I kind of want to see. Let's end this iteration of the franchise and start from scratch. Yes? Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> 100. <laughs> That's how it's done. 100. Oof, man. I know we're 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 having we're not going to talk about the year in review for 2018. Right. But since we are in 2019, mm-hmm. tell them something that you're looking forward to for 2019. What's on what's on your short list right now that you're looking Just at? like last year. I'm gonna say it again this year. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't tease me like that at the end of that first movie uh, of uh, Infinity War and then have me wait uh, a year. A whole year, goddamn. With damn it. two movies in between those. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel, yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman the Lost was fun. But come on, yeah. We're, 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 the appetizer was nice. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. hungry. <laughs> Give me a Infinity War. <laughs> Got any more of that in game? <laughs> <sighs> well, I'll tell you one because the la- our our last date night went so well. Dragon Ball Z Broly! Ah, yes! Yeah, in two weeks, you and I are going to try to do the date thing again and go out in public in front of all the humans and go catch the, the latest It's chapter. a dark place. They won't see us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be good. Um, Dragon, Ball's, Dragon Ball Super um, is a uh, animated series that's... Well, Dragon Ball has been around for years. Yeah. Um, but this new iteration started maybe a year or two ago. But I Three think years ago in Japan. This We're year, slowly catching was up. Was it 2018 that it started coming out? Oh, because... Uh, uh, I think Dub was in 2017. Was it 2017? 17. Regardless, it's been on fire ever since. I mean, the stories they've been telling, they're drawing on the past, uh, uh, like Dragon Ball Z. And I, mm-hmm. They're they're pulling in some deep cuts. And GT does not exist. This is supposed, this is meant to be the sequel to Dragon Ball Z. Which doesn't mean a lot to, if you don't watch it. Yeah, you but, didn't watch GT. But if you, but know, you, if you know Dragon Ball, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we saw... The first movie together in the theater, and then the second one, I don't know if we... I think we saw it separately. Yeah, and then this is the next movie. I hear good things about it, so... but It's uh, the longest animated film that they've ever done. Oh, really? In the Dragon Ball whole timeline. This is the longest movie they've done. An hour and 40 minutes? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... uh, That's that's been our our ritual, the weekly ritual. (laughs) We'll watch uh, watch Dragon Ball Super. Um, And, uh, man, I mean, this is the storytelling... I appreciate when you can you can draw in the past, like some deep cuts from some things that are minute. Like sometimes we'll watch them, like I'll be like, "Oh," and you're like, "What's that?" Yeah, it's like, it's uh, yeah, it's whatever. We're like nerding out over this anime <laughs> stuff. So um, yeah, 2019. There's quite a bit of stuff coming out. I just I'm, in January, man. I I need to watch Unbreakable so that oh, I can for, rewatch uh, Split, Split. Yeah, so that I can be prepared for Glass. For glass. Class looks really good. That could be good, or that could be really, really bad. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Unbreakable. I was never the biggest fan of that particular movie, um, but I went back and revisited it because our friend Scott from Scott 
Um, Who just came back from Scott. Yeah. yeah. Scott the Scott from Scotland. That's what I meant to say. He was saying how good it was. This is his favorite movie. I was like, fine, Scott. I'll watch it again. Just Maybe I, maybe I missed something the first time around. Fuck it. Um, so I've watched it again. I didn't miss anything. But, it's, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's fine for what it is. It's basically a Superman and Lex Luthor story, just without the DC copyrights. Gotcha. And then uh, we get Split, which introduces the Beast. And then that last scene ties into Unbreakable with uh, Bruce Willis coming back. And this movie is like just another movie. This that, is the, the end of the trilogy. Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Well, I say hopefully, but yeah, it, it could be good. I'm like I'm so like jaded for uh, Mach Shyamalan along um, that uh, I if the movie if the movie's bad, it's like whatever. I got what I paid for for paying for it. Um, and then uh, if it's good, I was like, oh wow, he surprised me. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else we got in 2019? We got Shazam coming out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, if I thought Aquaman was full of cheese, freaking Shazam's going to be straight out of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to make that a shirt. Straight out of Wisconsin and have Shazam like right in the lightning bolt right in the middle. <laughs> give, it, give it two months. I got you. I got you. Um trying to think. Uh, well, well, we'll do this next. We'll do this on the year in review. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll be doing our, our um, coming up here. We'll have our year in review episode for 2018. Um, and then also, I'm going to have another episode. I might just, I might be a solo episode, uh, but I'll be reviewing the DC Universe streaming app. Titans uh, season uh, finale, right? The All first that. season? The whole, I'm, I'm, I. Did uh, they already air the, the. Yeah. Oh, we need to, turn, we need okay. to talk when we turn on. Yeah. yeah. So, um. I'll be reviewing that whole my my thoughts on the service itself, okay. um, which includes Titans and some other stuff I've been seeing on there. And also um, that same episode, I'm going to be uh, reviewing or recapping my thoughts on the uh, CW crossover event, the Else, oh, Elseworlds, Elseworlds. So which which introduced uh, Batwoman, Batwoman, yeah, in Gotham City and all that stuff. So um, yeah, so there's a couple of things that are in the pipeline right now so um did you want were you gonna say something i was actually gonna ask you before uh we were finished recording tonight and before it no longer becomes relevant do you have an opinion on bird box i do oh like right now yeah oh. right now right now you say in three weeks people are gonna be like ah oh, we've already moved on to the next thing well you're in review man <laughs> okay it's up to you if you want to oh. save it for if you want to keep them in suspense but by then i figured everybody's gonna move on it was fine Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a tease for what I'll say about it. Was it good year. or was it bad? Eh. <laughs> Tune in to the year review episode. <laughs> that's that's how you do it. That's how you do it? Okay, good. It's good I was able to throw that softball. Usually. Yeah, so um so uh Chris, I'm I'm gonna tell you um how you can find the year review episode in all our past episodes. Oh yeah. Uh you can go to Pop Culture Rewind dot com mm-hmm. um you can also search for us on itunes and whatever podcast uh, app that you happen to use if you're on itunes what can they do for us there chris oh man please stroke travis's ego he loves stroke it tremendously something. you can even leave a bad review as long as you give us five stars five stars five stars five stars five stars that tells itunes we're still alive yeah um and then uh if we don't tell each other that yeah so uh, also on social media i'm on instagram and also on facebook.com Slash Pop Culture One, um, so yeah, and Twitter, but I don't really do anything on on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you can find us on on Facebook. You can reach out to us, mm-hmm. give us some ideas for some episodes. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll do. Give it. us a reason to keep doing this, and we'll keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. I this is the hundredth episode, so 
we talked about this kind of off air, but I'll, you know, I'll say, you know, there's been there's been rumblings, thoughts, there's been thoughts that I've had in my mind that I've shared with you about yeah. uh, maybe closing this thing out a little bit, but uh, at a round number like 100. Yeah, but yeah. now that we got more in the pipeline, guess we got to stick to 200. Yeah, I uh, this is, I mean, it's we just do it because it's fun and it's like a journal for me. I can. I like track. to hear myself talk. Most of the downloads on iTunes are me. <laughs> that is true. He's very egotistical, um, but uh, I just it's it's a fun it's a fun little hobby, you know, and it's it's relatively cheap to do. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, um, well, well, we aren't the only ones that kept this thing going. You know, we've had guests on here. Aaron's been on the show. Scott's been on the show. Mm-hmm. Abel's been on the show. Mm-hmm. X Man's been on the show. Yeah. So I want to thank them yeah. for helping us make it this far. Um, I was talking to uh, Xavier the other night and. Uh, Pointed out, he's been on roughly about fifty episodes, mm-hmm. so uh, we'll we'll have him back on here. You thought I was egotistical? <laughs> he throws the number. Come on back, Cotton. I mean, X Men. Yeah. No, we'll <laughs> yeah we'll have him on. We'll yeah we gotta, we gotta do something else. So um, I think. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for waiting for me to finish. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap up our... That's a, that is such a fitting end to this episode. That could have been a fitting end to this entire franchise. <laughs> See you on Wrestling Relapse. Bye. Shit. Right. Talk about things that never come. All right. Um, so, oh, we're talking about me again, huh? Okay, yeah. well, so that one night... No, I'm just kidding. That's what she said? Um, it's moist, dude. Yeah. <laughs> None of you are ever going to get that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, always remember to pop pop your culture. culture. Top guys, out. Marvel movies, or are you comparing it to 
The Dark Knight, or are you I'm, comparing it to the last? Are you talking about the first Spider-Man movie? Amazing Spider-Man. The first one was alright. I, I I couldn't stand it the first time I watched it, and then I watched it again just because by the time I watched it again, I I realized and accepted the fact that it's gonna be the new franchise itself. So I better like it, otherwise. You're screwed. Yeah, I didn't much, like so. the fact that they were dancing around like the with great power. Like they would. He said, "What did he say? He didn't say straight up with great power." Comes yeah, they try to tweak it. Like, when when you have things, you have to do good. <laughs> when things. you have when you have great power, it's what you should do. It's not if you can. It's what you should. Yeah, do. Yeah, it was something like that. It, they, was like just say it. Yeah, it's like you have the rights to it. You right? have the rights to everything. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Sony. <laughs> Just give it back. Give everything back. And of course, it would have sounded good out of Sheen's mouth. You know? yeah. He's like uh, Christopher Walken. He talks, it, it all, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's Sony. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, with that in mind, go watch the second one. <laughs> and you will understand. Is there an after credits scene? The only the thing. after credits scene is, is the trailer clip from. X- no, it's not even it's a, a trailer. Yeah, it's, it's a, a scene from X Men. Really? Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just a scene. It's, nothing. I mean, it's part of the like they. I guess they're saying that they have some kind of relationship, but yeah, that's it. There's nothing to it. Oh, fuckers. Yeah, just give it all back. Yeah, right. <laughs> give it all back to the people who can use it. Like, why can't? Okay, it's Disney. Why don't they just buy Sony? Yeah, just buy Sony, buy Fox, buy all of them. Just buy them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's simple. Just. Throw some money at Or why not, why not just have bootleg versions of their own characters? And like, <laughs> hey, it's the band spiders! Look at it, it's a rat <laughs> kid! <laughs> <laughs> or just have... Uh, they could Miles- do Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, they could do Miles Morales. Yeah. yeah. Technically. Why not? Or couldn't Marvel do that? Well, what is... There's like weird like lines onto what they have the rights to and what they don't. Because that's why... Uh, Quicksilver mm-hmm. and Scarlet Witch yeah. are like right in the middle. Yeah. Because they were technically Avengers first, but they're mutants. Mm-hmm. So they're well, both... no, no, they're miracles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's the loophole around that yeah. one. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking contracts. I'm just going to be mad when they can't say that their dad is Magneto. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they're going to touch that. They're not going to touch it at all. Yeah. They're so... just going to be these two random twins. I think if anybody touches on it, it's going to be um, the uh, Avengers version. Because I think it's going to be more true to the actual comic. Well, the X-Men one, I don't even think he's... Or Quicksilver's in the X-Men mm-hmm. in the future past, and I don't think... He has no relation. I don't think I don't he's think. related, which is dumb. Yeah. I That's what I hate. I don't even hate the X-Men movies, but I hate how much they've messed up the timeline. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Havoc and just everything. It just makes me upset. You know, uh, last week, I was on vacation, so I had some extra time. To gear up for Days of Future Past, I started watching the whole uh, X-Men saga. Really? In chronological order. So, so I watched... did you get happy, angry... Yeah. Angry... Uh, no, confused. All right. Happy, angry, confused. Oh, okay, it's good. Yeah. But uh, I watched uh, First Class first. Yeah, which is probably the then, best one. Yeah, and then uh, Origins, Wolverine... Wolverine Origins yeah. or the Wolverine? No, Wolverine, Wolverine the first Origins, one, which was awful. <laughs> yeah, um, and then X Men One, Two, Three, <laughs> and then the new Wolverine. Right. Yeah, this was all right. You know, it's surprisingly not that bad. Only the only problem is on X Men One when uh, Xavier's talking to Wolverine about Magneto, he says he met him when he was seventeen, and they messed their own time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they had it right there in the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
you look, you look. Yeah. Ten minutes of Ryan Reynolds. Let's talk Deadpool. about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> is that your wrestling dance? That's my wrestling dance. <laughs> no, that's his Abel's wrestling dance. Let's talk about wrestling. Stop talking about this nerdy book stuff. <laughs> Winner, well, the Prince of Wales. So that's getting the women of my life. <laughs> not to hear his gushing about Bumblebee and Spider Man for the last hour and a half. Oh god, they're not coming. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, there it is. Any other post credits uh, banter oh, you want? Oh my god! That you you mentioned on the show that we do this, so you have to. <laughs> you have to. Oh shit, biscuit. Let's see. Where do I begin? Not too far back, hopefully. I hope yeah, not too far back. 
I still got Holmes and Watson on my list, and I still don't know if I want to do it because I've heard everyone take a huge shit on it. Apparently, because Sony uh, wanted to sell it off to Netflix before t- instead of releasing it uh, in the movies, and, and Netflix is like, no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not the shape of water. I mean, what the fuck are they expecting? It's from the people that made Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. So if you don't like Step Brothers or Talladega Nights, why the fuck are you gonna go watch a movie that you? Know Actually, ironically like? enough, uh, ironically enough, the director of those two movies is in a movie. Just released the movie I want to see is Vice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's with the um, the political guy. Uh, yeah. Um, Dick Cheney. Yeah, Dick Cheney and uh, George Bush and all this stuff. So, but it's, which yeah. is weird because I've kind of been interested in watching that movie with um, the chick that just had her the cancer in her throat taken out. Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, yeah, her. I wanted to watch that movie. Yeah, I could do that that one. Mm. But uh, maybe because I don't know anything about her. <laughs> Neither do I. That's why I figured I'd walk in there with a fresh slate yeah. instead of seeing Bush, Bush's bitch up there. But, <laughs> but you know, and the reason I say I want to see uh, that movie is because just from the trailers I've seen. Uh, it's good. Christian Bale yeah. as uh, Dick Cheney and uh, Sam Rockwell as, uh, as George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. They're rocking it, man. Yeah. It's kind of like why I wanted to see um, uh, what was the movie with uh, Hugh Jackman as uh, Gary Hart the, from the eighties. Um, That's the Greatest Showman. First, first run or first? Oh, um, um, what was it called? Um, the the political movie. Yeah, yeah. Where he got he got caught up in some kind of scandal or something. Yeah. Um, First ballot? No. First, uh, first something. First something. Yeah. And that's that's been on my list too yeah. that I want to watch. See, I take a drink after we record, Chris. That's what, <laughs> that's what I do. And there's one more at the at the uh, at the River Oaks Theater that I want to watch. I fucking forgot what it was. It was on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, the um, the queen the Queen of Scott. Which oh, is Mary Queen of Scott. Mary Queen yeah. of Scott. It has a uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. And some other chick. They're the sisters. The chick from. Um, Love, uh, love bird or love um, songbird. Late, uh, yeah, ladybird. What Lady songbird? Bird. What a, what something. A, yeah, something. You, I'm surprised you even knew what I was talking about. That movie. Yeah, I, I, I the trail. I saw, um, I saw the Sisters Brothers with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley at that uh, independent theater, and they had a trailer for Queen uh, uh, Mary Queen of Scott. And I walked away from that trailer thinking, "Damn, I need to come back and watch that." Here's the thing about that. I, you know, because my wife, she's like all into historical stuff and the kings and queens mm-hmm. dollars. So I figured she just wants to go see that. And I saw an, uh, an ad for it popped up on Facebook. And this was one of sponsored, it was a sponsored mm-hmm. post from the people that made the movie. It was their little, yeah. they had the, a video clip on it and they said a little write up on it. They said that uh, it's a. Um, it's a wonderful. It's a feminist take on the historical. It's like, wait, what? You can't turn historical facts into a feminist agenda. Like, it's a feminist take on on the on the history of that. It's like, what? How do you? And I saw that. I was like, wait. Uh, you know what? No. I'm You're doing the- it for Nancy. You're taking one for the team. You took her to see how many of these movies in the last week? That's not the point. <laughs> oh, two, bitch, because <laughs> I saw Spider-Man without her, so she didn't want to see it. So, so disappointed in you. Why? <laughs> you can come watch it with me. What? The four of us. We'll go. What? 
We'll go watch Mary Queen of Scots. The, f- the fuck that! I just said I just said I didn't want to see it. Yeah, why would I go? With, why would I go see it with you? <laughs> you don't have any shame crying in front of me. I'll be yeah. There'll be tears of anguish that I'm sitting in that theater, unless there's a Jack and Coke in there. Okay. <laughs> I'll sneak in a flask for you. There that you helps. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frozen, whatever the fuck, a Jack Frost. Yeah. Let it go, Trap. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 